The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end When new adventure lies just around the bend So if you wanna join me just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home So if you wanna join me for a while Just grab your hat, come travel light, that's old style Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Super glue on my fingers today. I, but here's the thing. So I collected my kids from. By the way, this is the late night alternative with myself, Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is there. Hi. You can be part of the show anytime you flip him want. You just pick up the telephone and you dial 03444991000. You speak to Katie. She'll take your name and number. She'll give you a call back. Bishy bashy boshy. We're we're in. Um, and you can call in about anything. If you're, you're waiting for the hook, you're waiting for the question, you're waiting for, um, you know, us to talk about anything specific, well, it don't work like that. We'll just sit here and talk rubbish. You can call in and talk rubbish with us. Uh, one, one, last night we broke the double bubble rule. Tonight, one call per person per show, uh, is the standard. Cause we don't want, you know, we don't want people kind of scare some people, some casual listeners. Um, get scared um, to call in because they hear other people calling so much and it puts them off and it scares them. And they so uh, w- one call per person. Uh, and saying that, there's literally nobody has called in so far. The other thing about yeah. the, the, two, the double bubble is that the second one rarely goes well. Yes. Normally, the comeback call should never happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and no one wins. So just give, give us one ring and make it worth it. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Question just popped into my head. Have you ever sent a dick pic? 
um, I don't know why that's popped into my head, but um, I, I feel like, um, not Ethel Watts, what's her name? Doris Stokes, that's it. I feel like Doris Stokes. I feel like that question, I feel like that question was passed to me. To, to And someone at home has probably just sent a dick pic or has spent all day regretting sending a dick That question will mean, that question, have you ever sent a DP, a dick pic, will mean something to one person listening to this show tonight. And what we mean is a um, picture of your penis, not yep. of your ex-boyfriend. Yeah, we go. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. So I picked up my kids from, because they're on Easter holiday, um, and I can't stop saying in like Ringo Starr now. And. And. Um, so I picked up the kid. They're on uh, Easter holiday, and I picked them up from. Uh, they're like in like a art art school, art club. They're in like an art club at school, right? And and um, they had made some little pots which they painted, and they made some cakes, and they made some stuff, and it was it was great, you know, and they took great pride in it. And my youngest is a right old fuss pot and a right old fidget, and I kept saying, just be careful because you're gonna you're going to smash. You're going to smash the pot, and you'll be upset. I know exactly what's going to happen. You're going to drop it, and you're going to cry. I've got one of those. It's my youngest, too. Yeah, and do you know what happened? Dropped it. No, I dropped the eldest ones and oh, smashed no. it. Because they were giving me everything to hold, and I was on, we were on the train, and I dropped the eldest, and it, and, and it smashed. And there were a Chinese family sat on the seats next to us, and they all went, <gasps> like that. <laughs> Honestly, oh, there were six Chinese um, tourists, and they all went, <gasps> like that. And my my eldest, oh, I felt so bad. His cheeks reddened, and his eyes kind of got all glazed. And I said, "Oh, I am so sorry, man. I am. That is. Oh, I am so. I felt terrible." And he was really good about. It. He teared up a little bit, and he was really good. And I apologised, and um, and I said well, I, I, I will see what I can do to sort this. Um, we'll I'll see if I can buy another one. I'll speak to your teacher to find out where she got these from. So we see if we can get another one. But I know you put a lot of work into it. Bless he him. said it took me about ten minutes, and I, <laughs> I said I know you put a lot of work into it. Um, we'll we'll find a way of making this right. But I, I I I'm really really sorry. And he was he was actually he was very very gracious. Um, and, uh, so then we bought some super glue and I super glued it and it was, it was, it was, it, it, we fixed it. We, oh, fi- good. we pretty much fixed it. It don't, you know, it, 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 as he, as he says now, now it looks old because oh. it's all cracked and there's a little couple of little bits missing, but it, we, we fixed it. Um, but I love super glue. Oh, I love, you know where super glue's from, don't you? Yeah. From, uh, Nam, Vietnam, isn't it? Isn't it? To, um, people, soldiers, seal wounds. Soldiers cut themselves open or, or got cut open, um, and they just whack super glue all over it. One of my favourite stories from my dad's childhood that he always tells. Yeah. And last time we saw my gran, we told this story and she was laughing about it, was the time that he smashed one of her vases. And he and his sister decided no. that rather than own up, they no. would sellotape it inside. They would salad tape it? Sellotape. 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 Why are you saying sellotape? Sellotape. You what? said sellotape? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I guess okay. that's what I say. Okay, so you say salatate. Is it sellotape? And, and well, it's how's it spelled? S A. It's sellotape, right? And you have been mocking me for the last six or five milk. years for milk. Yeah, salatape. And you say salatape. Wow. Silly tape. Yeah. Anyway, so he taped it and got away with it for ages until one day she picked it up to dust and he just crunched in her hand. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, we made a family mission out of this. Me and the two boys, we, we got some super glue and we fixed it. But what was brilliant was I got the, um, the pot stuck to my fingers. Stuck to my fingers. And my fingers are now covered. They're all right. I, I could... saw the red on your th- uh, thumb. That's, that's um, where a bit of the pot got stuck and that's the paint came off. Oh, it's not blood. Thank God. But um, I could go, I could, I'm like uh, a koala now. I could go, oh no, they're like humans with fingerprints. Mm-hmm. I could go and do a robbery now and get away with it scot-free and I wouldn't need to wear gloves because no one could read my fingerprints. They're covered in super glue. Covered in super glue. So we did that. And uh, and um, we went and had a Nando. We went and had a cheeky Nando's, which was great. And um, then we went and saw. And I gave them the choice. We could have gone to either gone to Staines to see Black Panther, mm-hmm. which I wanted to see. I quite fancy that. Yeah. It's never going to happen. Or we could have gone to Slough to see I, I Love Dogs. And they chose I Love Dogs. Okay. Uh, the Wes Anderson film. Now, I love Wes Anderson. Right? Uh, the, the, the Royal Tenenbaums is is one of my favourite movies of all time. Never seen it. Oh, you got to watch it, man. It's brilliant. Um, the Grand Buda- Budapest Hotel. It's not... I, I don't prefer it, but it's it's a masterpiece. It's a... It, oh, God. The, the Grand Budapest Hotel. I prefer Tenenbaums, but, but Budapest Hotel, I'm going to say that for, for convenience sake, is... um, It's a masterpiece. It's an actual masterpiece. So we went and saw it. And the trailers made it look like, in the same way that the trailers for Tenenbaums made it look like a knockabout late 90s, um, um, what's the name of the guy that's in it? Uh, Ben Stiller comedy, and it's not. It's, um, a heartbreaking tale of a family crumbling at the edges and crumbling within the centre of mental breakdown. Um, the same with I Love Dogs. They made it look like a rip-roaring kids comedy, and it's not actually. It's a very sombre um, t- take on uh, um, on friendship. Uh, it's it's a good film, and the kids really enjoyed it. But it, enough slow, and it it was um, I I don't know. There was there was there was just something there was something missing, and I, I I'm not I'm not buying into all that cultural appropriation you know it's, it's saying there's there's all well there's there's there's, there's there, i saw one thing on twitter ages ago where um god the reaction to when one of these japanese dogs sees a mushroom cloud and it just says wow it's not a mushroom cloud it's, you think there's a nuclear bomb it's not it's an airplane crashes and there's a, a puff of smoke goes up in the air that's all it is, is it? and i don't know I, I tell you what i liked is there is a character there is a young um she's only got a few lines there is a young um, nurse or female student medical assistant called Yoko Ono, played by Yoko Ono, and that I thought was brilliant. There's some brilliant bits in it, but um, but overall, it just left me feeling a bit wild. I heard Wes Anderson talking to Adam Buxton about it. Oh yeah, and um, it made me fancy watching it. But he was talking about the cultural appropriation a little bit, and they were saying that he had an. Adv- he worked with his mate on it, a Japanese guy. Yeah. The same guy that did the voice of the president. Okay, yeah. And so he did take guidance on it. But also, it, also, um, the, the, the Japanese characters speak 
Japan, there are Japanese actors there. The dogs, you know, it's his, it's his ensemble that he always uses. It's Jeff Goldblum, it's Bill Murray, Brian Cranston for the first. It's the people that he always uses. It's his, his, um, his stable of actors. Mm. Now, of course, I'm, I'm aware that I'm a white, middle-class, middle-aged, heterosexual man saying that. So, you know, what do I know? But, um, you know, I'm not a Japanese person. I, I don't I thought, I thought, anyway, I thought it was an all right film. Um, the Japanese, however, do have cause to reprimand themselves. Yes. Because I spent far too long playing uh, Final Fantasy today, Final Fantasy X. Terrible. And my first foray into um, gaming since I've had yeah. uh, my own home. And uh, it enjoyed itself far much more than I did. Right, you, you, you wasted money on that. I could have told you that. If you want to buy a game, run it past me. Final Fantasy games are boring as F. Um, so this is how the show works. We, it's going to be a very relaxed show t- tonight because I've only had two and a half hours sleep since the war. Um, so it's going to be a l- lot more chilled than it was yesterday. If you want to watch the show, go to youtube.com slash Ian Lee and, uh, find the Mike Love Not War feed. And we, uh, we are streaming on there. You get to see all the bits in between the, uh, when the adverts are on and things. Um, but you're welcome to call in about absolutely anything you want. 0344 499 1000. This is the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross parents, um, cross dressers. Yeah, did you know this about me? And cross rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On talk radio. Okay, well, I hope you sleep at night knowing you just blown up a 12 year old. Yep, you missed. If you weren't listening yesterday, well, then you missed that, guys. That's what you missed. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Um, let's, let's go back and, and delve deep into the, uh, this show's history, shall we? As we speak to Noel Taylor. Good evening, Noel. Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm very tired, mate, but I'm on top of the world. I saw you on the telly this morning. Yes. Good morning, Britain. Awesome. Good morning, yeah, Britain, with you. lovely Eamon Holmes talking about uh, Mariah Carey. But what's he like to speak to? Eamon Holmes? Yeah. Yeah, he's lovely. Came in, um, came into my dressing room, sat down, had a chat, talked about... Uh, he hadn't had any sleep either. Um, Andy Peters was there, said hello to Andy. Oh. Uh, uh, all, you, all the stars were there. Oh. Great. I've got an invention to make you rich. You did ask, I, so I assumed you were interested. I didn't realise it was just it was just a polite conversation buffer. Well, well he looks a bit like me. I like Eamon Holmes. Well, I like I, I like Eamon Holmes a lot. He's a he's a very very nice guy. He's he's um, always been very nice to me. He, lis- he was listening to the show. Here's the thing: he was listening to the show last night, and this morning he said, "I really enjoyed your show last night. You obviously put a lot of thought and preparation into it." Now we were making it up literally as the microphones went live. I still didn't quite know what we were going to do, um, so of course I said to him, "Yeah, that took hours of planning and prep." Yeah, uh, of course I took ages. But um, he's like, anyway, you've got an invention. That's going to make me rich. rich. This is what we need. Yeah. This is what we need. In in times of need, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to buy um, a new house on my own, striking out on my own, Noel Taylor. I need all the financial help I can get. Well, this is a bacon weight, not five minutes, but heavy weight. A bacon heavy weight? Tell me more. Tell me more. It's it's a bit like an iron, uh, and it's seven inches by four inches at the base. Yes. And you, you put it on the bacon so it cooks it evenly. Deep and crisp and even. Instead of sticking a spatula on the back of it. 
Oh, well, you could do that, Catherine. You're so clever. Oh, no. She's... Well, hang on a minute. So, this already exists in in a spatula form. <laughs> but, you know, you could go and do something else, couldn't you? You could right. stick the weight on and go and do something else. So, we well, back no, in the game. Well, no, you can't, because you can't, you can't leave hot fat unattended. Well, that I was tried. disappointing, Noel. It works, honestly. It works. Yeah, but but it but people can do it already. But you have to stand there all the time with the spatula. Well, you, you've got to yes, cooking bacon. Cooking bacon takes about three minutes. What would do with this? Oh, oh, it speeds. It's, 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 but well, what would you do? Well, also, you've got you've got your eggs going at the same time, haven't you? Yeah, I've invented something for that as well. It's uh, like a dish. You can get these like cooking dishes. Yes. And you put a little bit of oil in it. Yeah. And you put crack the egg into that, and then it cooks the the egg evenly at the same time as it cooks the sausages and the bacon. Well, I think that's called a saucepan, isn't it, or a frying pan? No, no, it's just you know the normal cooking uh, saucepans. The frying pan. The, the... I was I I introduced saucepans into this, and I'm really sorry. That was that was that was uh, uh, my bad. Um, uh, oh, frying yeah. pans, I mean. And when this gets put into yeah. the podcast, we'll edit it so, it so it's all nice and smooth. <laughs> yes. I mean a baking tray, a small baking tray. Yes. That's about four inches. Uh, four by five seven inches and five inches by round five inches. Okay, five inches in diameter. Yeah. And what in you diameter, put that in yeah. the frying pan? Yeah, and you put a bit of oil in it. They exist. They exist it. already. So they, they they're not not in this way, not in this fashion. Well, tell me, tell me what's different about this fashion. Uh, it it means that it cooks the bacon at the same rate as it as it cooks the because the bacon cooks quicker than the egg. Yeah, I mean the egg cooks quicker than the bacon and yeah. the sausages. Yeah, and the sausages. So, so that's the whole point of it. Yes. Okay. And it comes out nice and round and. You know. Okay. Okay. Well, as we said before, we feel that maybe this is something that's already been done with, with a human application, admittedly, but uh, safety wise, it's probably best to attend to your bacon rather than to be wandering um, about. So for that reason, I'm out. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've got to say, this sounds like the, um, like a terrible business plan. Um, it, it, <laughs> you're, you've invented something that already exists. It's called a frying pan, and for that reason, I'm out. But well, luckily, I haven't patented it. Well, we, we, we oh, wish no, you best no. of luck. You have patented. Patent- no, no, I never patent anything. No. My brother's spent 25000 on a patent for uh, stable to table, and uh, it's just a waste of money. Stable to table? Stable table or able table. Hang on a minute. Is, is that something t- you slide underneath one of the feet? Hang on, a stable table no. is, is a table. I've got one. No, you just the leg on it. No? Yeah, just the leg on it. I don't know much about it. So hang on a minute. He spent twenty five grand on a pat- patent... For uh, for a, for a, a t- yeah. for a table where one of the legs you can screw and make it higher or lower, I think you can use a key in it so that no- nobody can just come along and adjust. It. No one can adjust your table without that key. Yeah. Now that I would buy one of those. That sounds great. Well, he's cleverer than me. He certainly is. No, nice to talk to you, mate. Thanks very much. <laughs> bye bye. Just buy a table where the legs are the right yeah. thing. <laughs> There we go. Let's go to Dorothy. Good evening, Dorothy. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Pat. How are you? I feel that this show is a little bit like the White Album after last night's Sergeant Pepper. 
Sergeant Pepper is all full of tricks and gimmicks and gizmos and packed to the rafters with innovation. Then after that, the Beatles were run out of steam. And so they just released, you know, a really stripped back, sprawling, too long, too many bits in it that didn't really work, double album. And that's what tonight's show is. Tonight's show is the White Album, Dorothy. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, do you know what? It's an all right thing, actually. There's the, 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 the White Album, I love the White Album, but there are but many, so many people say... It's a double album, and it's, it's got some great songs back in the USSR, and it's got some yeah. terrible songs, Oh, Blood, Dear, Oh, Blood, Dear, and stuff like that. And a lot of people say, including George Martin, oh, it should have been a single album. We should have just taken off all the weaker tracks and put it as a single album. I was listening to this great interview with Paul McCartney, who was going, yeah, you know, um, a lot of people say, you know, um, that uh, we should have taken half the tracks off and put it out as a single album, but you know what? It's the Bloody White Album by the Bloody Beatles. It's fantastic. <laughs> I thought that was great. It's the Bloody White Album by the Bloody Beatles. It's well, fantastic. Very good. There we very go. Very good. What you got you for us, Dorothy? Well, firstly, you've encouraged me to dig out all my old Beatle records and listen to them again. Oh, good for fun. you. Everyone yeah. should. And listen to them on vinyl, because they're fab. That's bad when you've got them on vinyl. They're Good. all on vinyl. I've got the Beach Boys, the Kinks, Ooh. all those sort of things. It's just fabulous. But I don't want to waste your time or Kath's time this evening, but I, I've just been desperate to call you because I finished my walk all over. Oh, it's, Do- it's Dotty Dorothy, <laughs> right. I guess it's, 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 it's a, the woman who couldn't work a com- com- computer but was, was raising money. Now, was it for breast cancer? It was for Cancer U- Research Cancer UK. Research. And she was, um, she was walking, and then t- towards the end of it, she <laughs> injured herself. I think, I think she broke her spine or something happened. But she, she crawled the last three or four days of it. Is, have I got that right, Dorothy? Not quite, no, not quite. Oh. On the very last day, I twisted my left knee and that it, was it ballooned up. How do you know that? Did, I, did you get my email then? I think, didn't you, didn't you phone us up and tell us? Wasn't it her brother? No. Sent a picture. What? I've seen a, I've seen a picture. My daughter must have tweeted There was a doc, but there's a picture on Twitter, but I, but I just, but that picture, I, I knew that, I knew that anyway, didn't you? Did you email? Maybe you did. So, I feel that we've had this conversation before, Dorothy. No, we haven't had this conversation. What I did. Deja vu. Is I, All over again. Th- this, this is funny, because I emailed you. Yeah. And then I emailed you and said, Ian, did you get my email? Yeah, you're one of them. You're a nut job. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely. crossed the line. Absolutely. Well. <laughs> but I had a phone call with Cancer Research. And I, I was just, this is, I, I don't want to sort of sound like I'm showing off. Blow, blow your own trumpet. Get your trumpet out and start blowing on it. There we go. I, I've never, ever been topping anything in my life. Yeah. But he phoned me today yeah. and said that I was in the top five. What? And when I gave it, the, this walk all over cancer yeah. was nationwide, and lots of people have done it. And I was one of the top five people that have raised the most money. You're joking! No, listen. That's listen. brilliant. That's Hold brilliant. on, I yet. there's a catch. There's a catch. No, 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 it's so exciting. So I told him about the podcast, and yeah. everyone's been listening to it, and yeah. everyone thinks you're amazing. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And. Yes. When I told him that I'd also got some people that had sponsored me on a piece of paper, because a lot of people didn't want to do it on the internet because they heard what I was like, (laughs) I am now, wait for it, number one charity fundraiser for Walker. Come on! Get in! Get in there, Dorothy! 
<laughs> she hasn't got a clue how to survive in the modern world, but she's cured cancer single-handedly. No. It's Dorothy! <laughs> hey, congratulations. That's brilliant Thank news. Thank you. And what he said was, because I sent him photographs of me walking in the snow, in the rain, yeah. in the cold, he said I had amazing um, Thighs. stamina Buttocks. and that sort of thing. But I could do that, but I couldn't send a photograph no. on my laptop. No, no. Well, that stay like it that because that's charming rubbish. and that's delightful and that's. But how much? So how much money did you raise? So I raised. Are you sitting down? Uh, yes. With your help and yeah. Kat's help and all my friends and all your callers who were so generous. Yeah. £1,095. Hey, that's brilliant, Dorothy. Well Did done, you. Know? Congratulations. Genuinely, Thank that's really, you. really good news, and you should feel very proud of yourself for doing that. I sort of feel I've achieved something. Yeah. To be phoned up by Cancer Research to be told I was the number one fundraiser. Are they going to give you the secret um, cannabis cancer cure that we all know exists, but the, the big med companies don't want us to, to know, the farmers, no, the pharma companies? Never... They're not going to give you that. That's a shame. Give me a certificate. Um you should be Dorothy, you should be very, very proud of yourself. That's really good news and thank you for well, letting us know. No, and thank you to thank all your callers that no. supported me because they were and yourself and Kath. It was amazing. It was amazing. Thank me you, and Kath. thank you. And keep up your lovely, lovely show. I love it every night. Thank you, Dorothy. Take care. Thank you. Ta -ta. There we go. There's a that's what a lovely bit of good news. She's wonderful. Isn't that delightful? Good for you, Dorothy. Well done. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. A nice laid back show this evening. This is the late night alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle on Talk Radio. Take a trip into the alternate reality of late night radio. I think I'm in something like the Matrix, and so are you. The late night alternative. Hello, hello. With Ian Lee. Is there anybody out there? On Talk Radio. Hello. Well, Robert has just tweeted me a picture of a bacon press. So, once again, Noel, um, it exists. But but keep on keeping on, man. Keep on keeping on. One of these ideas will stick. And no, I'll they make a million. won't. They won't. Even if you invented glue, it wouldn't stick. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Evening, Hemo. Not impressed with that bacon press. Um, Sorry? Dorothy's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, so happy. That's very nice. Uh, I was just calling because I broke something, too. Oh, go on. What, 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 I broke my kid's... Um, the, the look on his face, Kath, when, I, when it dropped and it smashed. And seriously, six Chinese people went, <gasps> it was mm. awful. And what makes it worse is that it's the older one, who's, again, like mine, yeah. dignified. Yeah. And if he'd have just, like, gone nuts, you could take it yeah. and it'd be over. But it's just the fact that they're so grown up. And I had to say, great. I said to him, you, you can be angry with me because, uh, you know, I feel terrible. You have, you can feel angry. That's okay. This is, cause I'm, I'm really worried because of the stuff that's going on at home. I'm really worried that they're not, um, that the, 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 they're internalising stuff. And I, and I want them to let them know that it's all right to express your feelings. And I was yeah. saying to him, if you're angry with me, you can be angry. That's acceptable. If you're sad, that's acceptable. Whatever you're feeling, that is fine. And we can, you know, and all of that. And, um, what do you say? The fact, that you, the fact that you tried to help, like, fix it, amend it. Oh, I'll tell you what he did. A this, he's a genius, right? I said, I said to him, I'm going to try and find a way today 
to make this better, right? So then we were, we're off to see the film, but we were, we had about an hour to go before the film. So we're just wandering through Slough, which is really, you know, there are hardly it's all mobile phone shops there now, yeah. and um, but there's a but there's a sex shop, a computer exchange, right? And so we, I said, well, let's go have a look in there, and he said, you know what would really make me feel better <laughs> is if you bought me a computer game for the 3DS. I went, oh, oh son. You have played an absolute blind in it. You and he, and he, and he, it was, and he, he could. He, he was doing the wobble, and then as I was acknowledging it, his like, the sides of his mouth went up, and he couldn't look at me. He couldn't look me in the eyes, going, "Boy, you have played an absolute blinder." And you yeah, know that if I buy you one, I've got to buy your brother one as well, haven't I? And he kind of went. And they both get to share them, I suppose. Yeah, so both like... went, yeah you, you, I suppose you do. And I bought him, I bought him a couple of second-hand games. You know, I thought fair play. He's, he's, he's worked it. Anyway, Hammer, what did you break? Uh, I broke a lampshade. Here we go. What? Tell us what happened, buddy. I was working uh, like this big furniture shop. Yeah. But it was a very expensive one, yeah. and I was moving a lampshade, and I dropped it, caught it on my foot. It was like a big round thing, and I was like. Mm. Oh, and it toppled off my foot ever so slightly and slowly, and bang! Yeah, it, it just exploded. Made a glass exploded. The lady whose shop it was, it, it, she just screamed, ran over, and then she screamed again. It was worth three thousand pounds, over three thousand pounds. Oh. What's 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 the say the, the, the sign they have up in um, pound, like pound shops? If you break it, all breakages must be all breakages must be paid for, Hemo. That's the thing. And I thought I would. I thought that was it. I was done. But. Yeah, she just sort of nodded it off eventually. She's like, oh, well. What? Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, oh well. well. Three grand, oh, oh well. I suspect that that price tag may have been a, a, a little bit um, bumped up I, by her. I thought that. It was probably 30 quid, but everything in the shop was mega expensive. So, but you didn't what? You you don't work there? I don't work there anymore. Oh, what? This was years ago. Oh, hang on a minute. You said you broke something today. Nah, I didn't say I brought something to today. Catherine. Oh, I thought you said Just today. breaking heart. Hang on a minute, That's Kate, hang on a minute. We're bringing in an independent adjudicator. Now that we okay. know that she's not 14, and she's actually a grown woman. Mm. Um, uh, Katie, um, can you just let us know what Hemo said? He definitely said I broke something today. Yeah, I broke girls' hearts. That's all. Hang on a second. Oh, Roger! <laughs> Good evening, Ian. What did, did, what did Hemo say he broke something today? I was only half listening, if I'm, if I'm going to be honest, so I'll still try to formulate uh, what I was going to say. So. Who's going, who's doing, is, who's Hemo? <laughs> Hemo's doing Gollum. Right, hang on. Alistair! Right, too slow. And, uh, Andre! Hiya. Yeah, did Hemo say... Andre. Yes, did Hemo say that he had broken something today? Yeah, he did. He said it bounced off his foot or something. Yeah, yeah, and well, we got that. Yeah. But did he say that he'd broken something today? Yeah, something about saying a stop or something, was it? Yeah, okay, right. I mean, it's, uh, so there we have it. You've been tried yeah, by. Great, great jury there. Yeah, you've been tried by um, um, three good men and women, good, me, good, true, and me, three good. Three uh, blokes. Three blokes have, have said Sorry. some stuff. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I um, apologise for my slip up. Uh, it was a few years ago. Well, it was probably about up. seven or eight years. You mean lie? There we go. It's an absolute lie. I mean, what a, what a, what a chancer. What a chancer. Almost as good as that fella on Can't Pay Take It Away oh, tonight. God. 
They were looking all over the place for him. Poverty he wasn't po- in the house, was he? Yeah, there, there was, there was, we can't pay, take it away, right? It was poverty porn, and I shouldn't really watch it because it, you know, it's 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 um it's not very nice. But yeah, they went round to look for this bloke and this, to, to like you know repossess stuff. And his brother said, "Ah, oh, he's not here. Don't know, don't know where he I haven't is." I've got his number. Yeah, I phoned his wife. Phoned his wife. No, she doesn't know where he is. And meanwhile, they're looking through through his room, right? And they're, and they're in there for ages, digging up stuff. And then, then the duvet moves, <laughs> and this bloke gets up from the side of the bed, and does the does the whole. He's right. They've been in there for an hour. Does the whole. Yeah, what's what's going on? Does all that, and the the the, um, the bailiffs are like, what is it? And, he said, and, were you hiding under the bed? He said, no, I fell. I fell out of bed. <laughs> but but he's, he's doing the... Yeah, what's, what's going on here? What a, I mean, what an absolute chancer. Um, I shouldn't really watch that programme because it is exploitative and quite often it's um, it's people... Well, it's people in really bad trouble, you yeah. know, really bad trouble. Quite often there's a little bit of mental illness going on um and and generally it's it's heartbreaking although there was one episode we watched um i i I, you won't remember the episode but i do remember that we saw it and it was this guy this sort of short fat asian guy and using descriptive words and um he was actually very charming and very helpful to the the um the bailiffs and he was mortified by it and i think they sorted it out in the end but a few weeks ago i saw that that family had sued Channel 5 or the production company that made it. No, I think it must have been Channel 5 um, because they hadn't given permission for them them to be used in the episode. Oh. And Channel 5 had argued it was in public interest. And the, uh, the court ruled, well, no, it's not. And also, because it's on all the time, you've shown it about 38 times. And I think they got like 20 grand or something out of uh, out of the production company. But he said... Here's one of the things I thought, right, um, when I was going to Australia, right, is I think my life would be better. You are what you eat, right? That's what they say. Right? You are what you eat. I wonder if you are, to a certain extent, what you watch, right? And I don't mean that I don't buy the thing that, um, you know, violent films necessarily... Um, you know, cause people to pick up guns and do. I think if, if I think if someone's going to go out and sexually assault someone, or someone's going to pick up a gun and go and do something, I think they'll do it anyway. And I know there have been killings where the person is kind of. There was that guy. Do you remember that guy in America um, who the, who was pretended to be the Joker from the Batman mm. films? In this, and it, it, I, I suspect he would have done something like that anyway. He just latched onto that Joker character, but I suspect that would have happened. So I don't, I don't buy the things that nonsense. But I do, I, I did wonder when I was going to Australia. I was watching quite a lot of violent films on the way out there. I was thinking, I wonder how different my life would be if I didn't watch violent films. I wonder how not my life. Um, like my soul, I guess my psyche. How how different I would I would be as a human being if I didn't watch violent films. And I guess the same with Can't Pay Will Take It Away. I really enjoy watching it, but but actually, part of me thinks it's the equivalent. It, it's like Jeremy Kyle. It is. A it's bit. a freak show, and it's it's um, exploitative, 
and actually what we're watching is we are watching real human misery. There's a couple of people in there, like the stroppy car salesman tonight, you know. He tried to pull a fast one. Tried to pull a fast one. Um, but, but, you know, th- th- there was that fellow who had a 13-year-old kid, and he, the dad was obviously not right. And we were watching a, 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 a single parent getting turfed out on the street, you know. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Even if it makes you feel sorry for them, if you felt really bad for them, you wouldn't watch it, would you? No, so maybe. But I enjoy, but it's, here's the thing, I enjoy watching it. But that doesn't, you know, I also enjoy taking cocaine. I, 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 but I know that that is not... That is not healthy for me, and that is something that I don't... You know, do you know what I mean? I've used, I use that as an example. It, it, as much as the, we all do things that we like that actually are not very healthy mm-hmm. for us. And I wonder if watching programmes... God, this is getting heavy all of a sudden, isn't it? This is this is the revolution number nine part of, of the White Album. Um, I, I wonder if watching those things actually damages our psyche i watched a bit of kyle today because i got into I, when i do good morning britain i get in about half past five 20 to six show starts at six i think or 10 to six and kyle's on so i watch i watch i'll have kyle on in the dressing room just as something to do and um it, it really is i think the worst television program on at the moment i think it is it is it's 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 bear baiting you know it's a freak show it's throwing the christians to the lions it's it's um people you know really struggling and there was this this one bit right where this guy wanted to find out if the kid was his and his missus wanted to find a boyfriend and girlfriend wanted to find out if he cheated on her right Mm -hmm. And it was the last one, and there were only a few minutes left, so you knew that it was probably, everything was going to be fine, and it was. The kid was his, and he hadn't been cheating. And Jeremy said, I like you two, because you're obviously really in love. Well. Well, no, and then Jeremy says to her, "Um, do you want to marry him? And she went, yeah, I do. And he said, do you want to marry her? He said, yeah, one day. He said, well, why don't you ask her now? Right, It it gets worse. Then the audience start going, do it, do oh, it, no. do it. Do, and I'm sat there going, this is, the, this is the worst thing. And the bloke sort of looks, sort of shrugs and gets down on one knee. And, so, and she, will you marry me? She says, yes. How romantic. Because the audience on the Jeremy Kyle show have chanted, do it, do it, do it. And I would suggest that people who really are in love with each other do not drag <laughs> each other on television shows to do lie detector so, tests. I don't know. But... Here's the thing. Uh, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get to is um, calling back one more time. Right? Is Yayan? If he if the phone tell him if the phone goes again, he can jog on because he does this all the time, all the time. So what I'm trying to get at is, and we can talk about this or not. I mean, we're talking about it now, me and Kathy. You can join in if you want, or we can, you know, phone in and talk rubbish. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Watching programmes like Jeremy Kyle and Can't Pay Will Take It Away. That can't be good for us. That's got to be like, I was going to say like passive smoking, but maybe it's like smoking. We feel better for a few minutes feel superior or we have a laugh at the you know the tats and the lack of teeth and all of that but actually if we were to cut open you know if you cut open the lungs of a smoker be full of black 
tar. If you cut, cut open the souls of someone who religiously watches Can't Pay Will Take It Away and Jeremy Kyle, I wonder if they'd be darkened so, and blackened. So what's the antidote then? Um, this show? I don't know. Um, um, I is, don't. is there anything that's not slightly mean or... A bake-off? Bake-off. I'm not watching that rubbish. <laughs> oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Um, let's go to Ricardo. Good evening, Ricardo. Oh, good evening, Ian. Uh, good evening, Cass. Hello, Ricardo. Um, good evening, Casey. Um, oh, no, 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 that, it's that is, no, she's a temporary secretary, to quote the Paul McCartney song, she's, 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 um, not a member of this team, she's, no, she's nothing to do with us. So don't so, get attached, don't name them. No, please don't, don't please, please don't, she's just, she's just a, a, a helping hand. She's literally so got one if hand. anything like, uh, yes. singing, or, what? what's your name, or, yeah, it's your what, name. what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? No, I just want to say uh, Brazil. Alan or the movie or the country? Yeah, the country. Yeah. Oh, are we not doing a war games anymore? Uh, you must have missed the end, my friend. I own the world. Yeah, that was yesterday, dude. Oh, come on. So, Caf's literally yep. the ruler of the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all knew it. It's now official. So, Kath the Merc- uh, Merciless. Merciless? What? Merciless? Yeah. It's easy for you to say, except it's not, and that's why I said it's easy for you to say, because it was a joke. It's a good one. Yeah, but I put my teeth back right in. What are we talking about tonight, Ian? Um, what ta- are you talking about? <laughs> we're talking about idiots phoning <laughs> up and not knowing what they want to talk about. <laughs> Apparently, I'm talking about stuff from yesterday. Yep. Yeah. All that tonight. Okay, well, you, you have a think about it, Ricardo, and we'll speak about it tomorrow. Uh, I'm, I'm supposed to do, uh, uh, <laughs> just listen to the show for a minute, or have something you want to talk about. Um, Roger's been listening, and he's got something he wants to talk about. Good evening, Roger. Yeah, good evening. Uh, on the uh, evening, Ian, uh, evening, Kath. Uh, is, on every, the is everyone drunk tonight? Is <laughs> everyone slurring? I wish I was. I'm on energy drinks at the moment. Oh. Don't do that. God. God, uh, I don't do it very often. Pussy? Um, but on the subject of what you were talking about with the, with the programmes, <laughs> there's, a big, there's a big difference between... <laughs> uh, there's a big difference between uh, fictional violence uh. and things like, uh, you know, Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away, or, or Jeremy Kyle, one's real, one isn't. Yes, I've got, uh, yes, hence the word fictional. Yeah, and I really dislike Can't Pay, Take It Away. Go on. Just don't like it at all. That's not what I, that's not what I wanted to talk about. Well, you started talking about it. <laughs> right. I got into an argument with one of the people on um, Can't Pay, We'll Take It Away. A very fringy character in it, though. Yeah, a very minor character. An argument Ironic on Twitter. Because he thought I was, um, I don't know why he started tweeting me, but he thought I wasn't a man. 
um, because I because I cried in the jungle. Or so. I don't, but I don't know why. He, he, this was like a while after the jungle, and he he started having a pop at me for for some reason. And and, and with people like that, it's easy. You just sort of retweet them, and everyone else piles in, and you haven't got to do anything, you know. But um, he thought I wasn't. He thought I wasn't a man, and everyone's going, yeah, but you go around to really vulnerable people and take their TVs, <laughs> you know, what, 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 what's your contribution to society, you, you lunk? <laughs> anyway, Roger, if that's not what you called in to talk about, yeah. I can't wait to hear yeah. what you have called in to talk about. I'm worried about going to sleep tonight, Ian, and it's all your fault. Yeah, that's right, because I will be prowling through Doncaster this evening um, with my um, sex trumpet um, ready to blow in the ear of one lucky male. Ooh, I can't wait. I watched Threads today. Yay! Now, no spoilers, because Catherine hasn't watched it yet, and I must remember to pick it up tomorrow. I've got an idea of what happened. Yes, mate. Um, They're sending us a copy. Are they? Yeah. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Reese Dinsdale's coming on um, uh, to talk about threads uh, in a few weeks' time, which I can't wait, and other stuff as well. But um, had you never seen it before, Roger? I thought I had... But no, I'd not seen it before. Yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't forget it if you'd have you seen know, it. I wouldn't yeah. forget that. Um, I'm just going to throw a th- few things out there, right? And bearing in mind, Kath hasn't seen it, so let's tread carefully. Yep. Um, traffic wardens with machine guns. Ooh, that was creepy. Um, the woman uh, wetting herself in the street. The bit where they're, the bit where they're um, hiding behind their um, the door, they've got propped up against the wall. That reminded me of something else, which I then ordered, uh, When the Wind blow- Blows, which I oh. haven't seen for many, many, many years. Now, that's the nuclear cartoon, isn't it? I've never yeah. seen When the Wind Blows. It is brilliant. It's, it is, it, it's as bleak as uh, threads. Actually, we made a mistake, and we, we put that on straight after the snowman one Christmas for the kids. Ay, 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 ay. You didn't. Oh, of course no. we didn't. Of course we didn't. <laughs> Um, I've not seen that. But I, I, here's the thing, I've got um, um, a penchant, um, um, I bought it with my TV money. No, I've got a penchant for the, for a post, or for apocalyptic and nuclear film. So I went on a binge. So there's, there's, I've not seen When the Wind Blows, but there's, um, there's one with Steve Guttenberg, the, the day after, which is incredible. There, which is kind of like the American threads. It really is grim. There's, um, oh, there's, oh, what is it? There's another one. Oh, I can't, I can't there's think. Oh, there's the one? one. There's an American one called By Dawn's Early Light, which is oh, I don't know about a, uh, a, a limited nuclear conflict between uh, the Soviet Union and America, and a lot, uh, a lot of it set on a. Uh, on a bomber. Oh, I don't know that Weren't one. you telling me that's about a... one called The Last Train? Was that a Korean thing? No, that's a zombie film. Oh, right. That's got zombies. Blimey. Well, that could happen. That could be the end of the world, couldn't it? Could it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, um, there's, there's one that the BBC commissioned in about 1964, black and white, narrated um, by Michael Aspel. Right, and it's done as, 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 um, as though a nuclear attack is happening and what, what will go on. And the BBC refused to show it. They commissioned it, then refused to, uh, to show it. Yeah. By Dawn's uh, Only Light, the crew. Yeah, the war game. The war game. Um, and, um, there's a really good one. I can never remember the title of it. It's such a good film, right? It's, it's 80s, American film. 
and it's this guy, it's these, these kind of losers in this diner in L.A., right? It's about three o'clock in the morning, and they're all kind of fretting about their life is going nowhere. And then the, 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 the payphone rings. So this guy answers it, and someone goes, OK, there's going to be a nuclear bomb, and it's going to be launched on Los Angeles, and you need to get out of there now, OK? Listen, I can't talk for long. You need to, and the guy goes, hello, sorry, who is this? And the voice goes, is that not you, Mary Lou? And then you hear, you hear the phone being taken off him and then being shot and the phone being put <gasps> down. And this guy's like, whoa, whoa. And the, the, the film is him, is him sharing this, this, this information that he's, he's got. And the whole film is people weighing up whether it's, it was a hoax or whether it was real. It's really good. Oh, that sounds that sounds terrifying. Oh, mate, it's oh, it's horrific. Someone tweet me the name of that film because that is a great movie. Really good. Yeah, I, I would really recommend uh, When the Wind Blows. Uh, it, Miracle Mile. Got, Thank you. He's got humour as well as the grimness. Uh, Miracle Mile is the film I was just talking oh. about. Thank you, Dave. Miracle Mile. It's a cracking movie. Uh, when the Wind Blows. Do you know what? I will because I I do like a nuclear movie. I love a nuclear movie. And I think I'll end up buying uh, the War Game as well. I was looking at that on Amazon earlier. Uh, yes. Oh, listen to him sucking in his teeth. Look at that. That's because of the energy drinks. He's got a nuclear boner. <laughs> I, uh, I read a book in secondary school. Oh, show off. War. I read two. I read five. <laughs> <laughs> about, uh, um, with Come on. RAF, the former RAF Finnley being just outside Doncaster. Yeah. I looked, I turned the page, and there's a nice map showing all the primary targets Ooh, that they beautiful. believe. And nice big target over Doncaster. Beautiful. That's where you want to be. That's exactly where you want to be. If, the, if there's a nuclear bomb, I want to be right underneath it, please. I don't want to survive. I don't uh, want to survive. Watching, yeah, after watching Threads, I don't know. Oh, the, 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 the future painted in Threads after a nuclear war. I don't, I don't want any of that. I don't want that. The worst bit is um, the kids in the post-apocalyptic world are watching dodgy old VHS copies of, um, um, oh, what's that kids show they're watching? Words and Pictures. Words and Pictures. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so bleak, Catherine. You're going to hate, you're going to hate yourself after I'm watching not, it. I don't think I should watch but it. You have to watch it, mate. We've got, we've got one of the stars coming on. Well, he'll understand. I bet he wishes he hadn't, he hadn't been in it. Uh, I, uh, well, it's some, oh God, it's some movie. So I'll tell you what, we'll do threads together. Okay. All right. Yeah, go on. Yeah, we'll do threads together. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll, we'll do threads together and we'll record us watching it and we'll put it out as a podcast. <laughs> <of some> kind, <laughs> okay. okay. Oh, we'll do that, yeah? There we go. We'll get, some, we'll get something out of it, uh, apart from <laughs> another ten years of sleepless nights. Right, Jack, I've got to move on. Thank you, mate. No worries. Thank you. Cheers. Ta-ta. Um, another good one is, um, the, is it, was it The Road? It's quite a recent one, four, mm. about five, six years old. Um, but, um, is that the one that's got Jude Law in it? No, you're thinking of... Javier Bardem. I don't know. I don't know who's in it. He's got a man with a beard and, a ki- and his kid. Um, oh, anyway, that fella. That fella. Uh, we got Alistair, we got Andre, Paul from Stoke Poges has found us again. Um, he must be got out of prison. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. So far we've talked about um, Isle of Dogs, Superglue, Nuclear Holocausts, and um, I think that's probably about it. It's not bad. I think that's enough. It's not bad. Oh, and um, whether watching, you know, poverty porn and things like Jeremy Kyle is actually destroying our souls from the inside out. That's a pretty heavy first hour, actually. Oh, three, four, four. 
499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're listening to Talk Radio on DAB. Maybe you've downloaded the app, or maybe you're listening on talkradio.co.uk. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on, did I start the show with that? I did start the show with that, didn't I? Oh, God, we don't want that again. Let's have... um, Hang on a second. Okay, well, I hope you sleep at night knowing you just blown up a 12-year-old. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building. I've never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. An open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine I feel I screwed that up There's another film Where um, a nuclear attack goes off This is quite a recent one It doesn't get a very good sky on, uh, score On um, Internet Movie Database But I really enjoyed it And these a group of people About eight people Managed to lock themselves In the basement of a, of a building while this nuclear... Well, well, you don't quite know what it is, right? You assume it's a nuclear, like sirens are going off, people are panicking. And these eight people lock themselves in the basement of this building. And uh, um, and they're there for years. But it stinks. It do, Well, it does stink. And they all go... It gets very, very dark because they all go nuts. And at one, there's a, there's, there's a mum with her daughter. And after being in there for about three years, they hear noises outside right and um suddenly the door bursts open and and like a load of men in the hazard suits with machine guns burst in grab the girl pull her out close the door and then fuse it shut (gasps) that's great it's a great film it really again i don't know what it's called but uh you know Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio with myself, Ian Lee, and Catherine Boyle. You can listen on DAB. You can download the app. You can go to talkradio.co.uk. You can also watch the show as it's happening live and watch all the other shows as they happened uh, pre-recorded by going to youtube.com/slash Ian Lee. It's a show where we sit and we talk about absolutely nothing, and you're welcome to join in at any moment that you want. To, uh, blew my kids' minds today. Um, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, um, there was an exhibition at the Science Museum. It's on again, actually. 
but I don't think I can take them to it. Of it's like a history of video games. It's it's a little. It was a little bit of a cheat because a lot of it was Xboxes and Playstations playing old games. But it was it was still really good. And we'd had an Xbox, um, but the kids didn't know it could play games a couple of years ago. They thought it was just for Netflix and DVDs. And we're there playing like a Lego game on the, on this Xbox in this exhibition. That's uh, what I'm called the genie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And my eldest went, this looks like the Xbox we've got. I said, yep, exactly the same. Can ours play games? I went, you know what, guys? It can now. And that was it. And, and we were away. Um... Well, today I blew their minds even more. They're eight and six, right? Uh, don't let them play online. Uh, um, I haven't let them play online, okay, uh, until kind of yesterday. This is great game that you can get for free on Xbox. I think you can get it on PlayStation called Roblox. Oh, right? my do- my daughter's been playing that for ages. Oh, really? Yeah. Roblox. So what Roblox is... She's, a, she's completely addicted to it. As far as... You, you can tell me if I've got this right then, because we only learned about this last week. So it's it's... Game. It looks kind of mine, mine um, crafty and Lego-y, um, but it's games that people, that users have made. You can you can join it for free and play all these free these games that people made. If you want to design your own game, you've got to pay like a fee or something like that. And people from all over the world pick these games, and some are more popular than others. The the, the popular one in, in our house, we only got it worked it out last week, is um, Natural Disaster Survival, where there's like about 30 of you, all real people. You can't talk to each other, which is which is why I'm cool with them do- playing it, because you can't communicate, right? Right. Um, but you're running around, and, and you're on like a, like a sort of small island, and it will say... Um, tornado coming, and you've got a heart, and the tornado will kill you, and it's the people who survive. It's really simple. The one she's been playing is like it's sort of Sims or something, where right. she goes shopping and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she can talk to her friends as, as long as they've got each other's. Um, well, well, here we go. You see, here we go. You can see other people because you are on the sw- the switch. No, this is on the laptop. Oh, on the laptop is it? Uh-huh. Okay, right. So we've been, so, so we, we, we kind of introduced this into the house this week because they saw their older cousins playing it last week. And so we introduced it to the house this week, right? Yesterday, yesterday I think it was. Um, and then today I dug out a headset, which I didn't know I had an, an Xbox headset in that house, but I did. And I was, I texted, um, my nephew and said, what's your, what's your gamer tag? And I said, right, boys, we're going to try something. And we added my nephew and, um, we sent a few voice messages back and forth, and my boys were in hysterics sending voices. And I said, right, now we're going to start a party. They said, what's that? I said, watch. And so you start, we started a group chat with me and their, nep- their cousin. And um, the boys were in hysterics because they're wearing this headset. I've bought a second one so they can both do it at the same time. They're wearing this headset, talking to their cousin, and they, they, don't, they can't quite understand... How it's happening? And they go, is, is this? Is it? Is it? La- is he there? Is he there? They whisper, is he there now? And Dylan will go, yes, I am. Yeah. And then they were playing Roblox together, and they could communicate because they were friends, and they, you know, they were yeah. in a group chat and stuff like that. Um, but it, it was so joyous to see them, um, their mind. And now that Dylan lives in in England, you know, they're in the same time zone, so they can play a bit more. And I was going, look, you can play FIFA together, you know, if you want. You can play games that you play with each other. And and that's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to let them go online with anyone else yet. Maybe a couple of friends at some point. But this, for the moment, this is, um, this is a, a delightful 
introduction. You remember when we were kids and you, you had to, um, you, you couldn't make a phone call till, uh, till after six and you had to ask your mum and dad's permission. They'll have to ask permission to use this, but they can talk to their cousin and play a video game with them at the same time. That's incredible. Yeah, imagine. We're living in the future. We're living in the future, Tony. Hello, Ian. Hello, Tony. Hello, Hello Kath. Hello, Tony. Um, <laughs> you were talking about um, apocalyptic movies and yes. things, firstly. Yes. Um, it's not strictly um, nuclear war, but have you seen a film called Without Warning? No, tell me more. Uh, it's basically done in the form of a news broadcast. I believe it was a TV movie. It's from 1994. Oh. Uh, and um, asteroids are detected coming towards the Earth. Okay. And uh, basically it's done in the form of news broadcasts through the whole thing, like it's a rolling news channel. This rings a bell. Very, very, very good. And there's a good twist at the end. Oh, don't tell us. Well, now we know there's a twist, so um, we can, we'll try and work it out. Um, no, that sounds, that sounds right up my strata. Yes, I thought you, I thought you might uh, I, uh, give it I, a go. I love stuff like that. I've had people on Twitter recommending... Um, Sally's recommended right at your door, which is about a, 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 dirt, a dirty bomb, a toxic bomb going off in LA or something. And mm. then someone else recommended, and I've just, uh, The Last Train, a BBC series, right, from the 90s. A random group of people on a train to Sheffield are cryogenically frozen when a canister of gas is released. They awake decades later to find the world in ruins. That, so- that sounds brilliant. Look, you can't, it's not on DVD, so I'm, 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 it's fun. Uh, YouTube, maybe? It might be on YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. Um, have you seen the, uh, you know, the, uh, in Threads? Yes. They, they show the Protect and Survive uh, cartoons, I guess you call Oh, them. yeah, 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 the, the cartoons. Well, yes. Did you know you can get those on DVD? Yes, I did, and I, I never want to see those things as long as I live, because they <laughs> are... That sound of the air raid siren for a nuclear war, dear God, could you not have got, like, a friendly noise, like... Um, you know, like a, a beautiful trumpet solo, or the, the trumpet solo from Penny Lane. Couldn't we have that <laughs> instead of that? <laughs> Awful noise. I'm, I'm actually of an age. I can remember. Uh, I lived in uh, Crawley in Sussex uh, when I was a kid, and um, I can remember them actually testing the air raid sirens. Oh, and yeah, awful. Um, well, on, on that bombshell, <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for that recommendation, Tony. I'll check it out. No problem, man. Thank you. Nice one, man. Thank you very much indeed. Um, let us go to Alistair. Good evening, Alistair. Hi there. You all right? I'm all right. How are you? Oh, okay. Just to, uh, apologise for my slightly petulant tweet. Yes. That's right. Last night. Oh, yeah. So we, we, we saw the reasoning. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, did you read the tweet? Of course I read the tweet, yes. Oh, well, thank you. Yes. Well, thank, I, you. Uh, thank you. It's all right. We're all, we're all cool. M- we're all cool. I'll, I'll let myself down, really, after six months of being off the booth. So. Well, well, you start again, isn't it? Begin again. Yeah. Begin again. Is that how it goes? There was a man called Michael Finnegan. He grew whiskers on his chin again. The wind, the wind came, came out and blew, blew them, them in again. In again. Poor, Poor old, old Michael, Michael Finnegan, Finnegan begin, begin again. again. Finnegan begin again. Bit racist, <laughs> that song, actually, I think. It's the Irish, yeah. and their uh, troubles, their troubles, the Irish troubles, the beards. 
Can someone, can someone, people are asking me what the name of that film is, where the people go into the basement. The Day After no. is the one that you mentioned. Oh, yeah, that's um, the one with Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Great film. Yeah. But I'm we're trying to find, it, but... So, well, no, but I'm trying to find the name of the one where, um, it's, it's about ten years old, and they go into a basement, um, of a, like a, 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 a apartment block, um, when a nuclear attack happens. If someone knows the name of that, that would be really useful. Is it an American film? It's an American film. All the best films are American. We know that. Okay. We well, know I'll check that. it out after this, and uh, if out. I find it, I'll tweet it. Check it out. Check it out. Um, but anyway, the other thing was, yes. I just quickly wanted to mention was, um, yes. uh, I found threads on YouTube, but yeah. it sounds like Cass getting a copy sent. Cass getting a copy sent. I've got, I've got the original DVD, but Cass getting a remastered version of it, which is going to be right. even more spooktacular. <laughs> it really is. It's a, here's the thing about threads, right? It's not horrific. It's not particularly scary, right? It's bleak. It is the bleak. It's like all of your Sunday afternoons as a child uh, uh, rolled into one and, and stretched into a two-hour TV movie. It is bleak. There's no hope. No, yeah, there's no, gonna... there's nothing. There's no, there's no sparkle in it of 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 optimism. It's just bleak. Yeah, I'm going to watch it. I think. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like you. I, I tell you what, I'd give it another six months of being sober, Alistair, because because I'll be honest, you'll be you'll be reaching for the bottle of vodka after that. <laughs> Good luck, mate. Thank you very much. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Right, it's the divide. Everybody who's who's mentioned it on Twitter, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, it's the divide. Is the uh, film? Oh man! Oh, no, well, smoothly done. This is why she's not part of the team. Oh, man. That was awful. Life. That was awful. Um, it's uh, the divide. Yes. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Uh, Guten Abend, Herr Richard. Well, hi, Ian. Um, a first-time caller. A little bit nervous. That's okay. Um, you, you, you should be, because um, you forgot to say hello to Catherine, and she's fuming. I'm oh. going to destroy you, Richard. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I was actually calling to say it was The Divide, but you've obviously... Oh, no! Say it anyway. Yeah. We'll pretend we didn't know. Okay, but there was, have you heard of a movie called Miracle Mile? Yeah, I was... In, uh, I don't want to... I don't want to... Oh, tell I, me more. No, but we were just... This is the yeah, film but, we were talking know, about but, 20 minutes I know, ago. But just pretend you didn't know. Okay. No, oh, I've... Really? Uh, oh, no, I know, and I don't want this... I don't want this to be one of the... You put the phone and go, Oh, God, that was... I'm never doing that again. And you, you don't listen, or you top yourself, or you... I, I don't... I don't... I want this to be the start, Richard, of a beautiful, okay. interactive relationship. Miracle Mile, in my opinion, along... Well, I, I really like Threads. Yeah. It came out on Blu-ray a few weeks ago in the States. Did it? Got the Blu-ray and it is phenomenal the blu-ray is incredible because oh, I, I saw it i must admit i could entries everything i watched it um online about three or four years ago because i don't think i couldn't find it anywhere and someone recommended it i watched it on a, i watched it on a, on a website um and um it's a great film and it this is the this is the one this is the one where the the fella answers the phone call in the in the diner right two in the morning um, miracle mile, yeah, yeah, miracle yeah. mile. And, and, yeah, but yeah. no one, no one's heard of it, and I don't I understand know, why it, it wasn't huge. And it came out in, I think it was '88. Um, you know, you've got Anthony Edwards in it. It's a really well-made movie, and yeah, even today, like you know, 
years later, I mean, nobody still knows about it. And Arrow Video released it recently. Um, the soundtrack by Tangerine Dream just came out again, and it is just phenomenal. It's got a real cult following. Did you? Yeah, it's still undiscovered. I, well, I'm just seeing it now. There is a two disc version of it. Uh, um, it's great. It does. I've got, I've got. I can't start buying all this. Uh... Oh, you need to get that. No, one. no, no, well. no! Don't close. No, that I keep it, every film that's getting recommended to me, I'm going on to Amazon and going, oh, God, oh. No, what? No, no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I'm saving up for a house, Richard. I'm saving up to buy a flipping house, man. I can't afford to buy a Miracle Mile. Um, but I'll, I'll borrow yours. Yeah, I'll send. I'll send. I'll send no, don't, 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 don't. I, 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 I know you wouldn't. No, no I don't um, power my. Hour have you seen it. the divide? I have. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, fantastic. It's great. Again, that is another terrifying film. It got. Well. It, it got. It got quite a ropey review on IMDb. I thought, but I, I thought it was great because because it, it's again it's just so bleak and it gets when you think you've got it sussed it it, it gets about yeah, ten gets, degrees well, darker. It, it gets, yeah, it gets even more darker as it gets on, and you know obviously no spoilers, but. Yeah, it does, it's not the. Uh, it's not a great family movie. That's, uh, that's <laughs> it is. Uh, it's. It's. It's, uh, it's very weird. Um, but I, 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 when I watch these films, and I do enjoy these these apocalyptic films, both both post and pre. Um, so many of them. But but it it enough, it makes me feel really shitty afterwards i've got to be honest it really makes me yeah you know yeah. W- wonder what is the point of us even having this conversation yeah, everything going on right now i mean i watched threads and it really it really did a number on me and it really did it was oh i mean in hd <laughs> that's a, as if that's the final thing that makes it even yeah in hd um here's the thing yeah. I, I i'm now starting to feel guilty richard that um, I have bullied Catherine into watching Threads, and I am feeling guilty because genuine. Now, uh, now I'm hope that's pretty cruel. I mean, she won't sleep for a week. Well, this is the thing, right? You don't know about my life, Richard. Here's the thing, Richard, because <laughs> Catherine. Quite often, I've recommended things to Catherine, and she's watched them and gone, "Well, oh, I think that oh, was rubbish." In the same way that she made me watch that terrible Donald Sutherland film, "Don't Look Now" or whatever it was. I remember it being good. It was crap. Um, yeah, it's very overrated. That's terrible. You killed it. You, you know, when you watch it with someone who's not into it, and they kind of kill it a bit. There's nothing. There was nothing going on. It's a yeah. slow film. But the rent. Um, but I, I do worry that I. I because as much as I um, dislike her intensely, Catherine is is a mate, and um, I do worry that it's going to traumatise you. Not that there were, that, that everybody who's seen Threads has come away with a little bit of their soul missing. I'm cool with not yeah, watching it. There's too many scenes in it that will stay with you. Yeah. There, there is. There's too many of them. I mean, see, uh, the day after. I mean, that is like more like a tame version of Thread. It is tame. It's, 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 more it's like a soap opera version. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's a good starter. Maybe, that maybe we watch the day after as as the B movie. Yeah, and then for the main course, we put on Threads. Threads, such a <laughs> such a bleak film, man. Oh, it good. Um, Richard, it was a great first call, man. Do it again. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Cheers. Yeah. I do feel bad now that um, I'm encouraging you to Yeah, but watch. not bad enough to let me off. Well, maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I should, because genuinely, it is traumatic. I, 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 Am I going to be traumatised? 
you could be you could be trimmerized. I cannot think of anything that's had a, a more lasting negative effect on me. I saw that when I was like about fourteen. I still have nightmares about it to this day. Right. Well, don't let the kids watch it. Definitely. Definitely don't let the kids watch As it. As if I would. Well, you leave, you leave DVDs lying around and kids put, what's this, what's this pretty, pretty shiny disc? I put in, I put in the shiny disc machine. No, ah! no, no. My kids watch the same one over and over and over what, what again. What are they watching at the moment? Um, at this point, oh God, sing. Well, the, my, my boys are watching the Boss Baby TV series. There's a TV series. On uh, Netflix. My kids can never know about this. Why? Because it will be on. Well then, um, stop using my Netflix login. Shh. Let us go to Michelle Mabel. Good evening, Michelle. Hello, you all right? I'm all right, thank you, Michelle. <laughs> what do you have for us this evening? Just firstly, Cass, don't watch it. Do not watch it. That's Just don't watch it. It's a fairly resounding don't watch it. You've seen it, it have you, Michelle? It, man. Are you kidding me? We had to watch that in RE at school. Yeah! RE! This is the RE. thing. The number Get on your knees and pray! Because I didn't know about this. I talked about first talked about Threads on Air maybe about 12 years ago when I was on another station and I bought the DVD and watched it, right? And, oh, and the God. number of people, Michelle, that phoned in and said they'd been made to watch it at school. Yep. I'm not quite sure what, what the religious education aspect of it is. it might just be northern schools, you know, toughen yeah. us up a bit. Can flip I, mean, how I missed out then, because we moved when I was ten. How old were you when you watched it? I must have been 13, 14, and, um, oh, it, it, oh, I can't, even now, like, I haven't watched it since, but the- it is... Horrific. Oh, uh, the, the the government people in the bunker. I mean, oh, Don't God. Make her watch it. Why uh, would you do that? She's your friend. Exactly. All the things I've done for you. <laughs> Honestly, shame I tell, on you, man. No, no. I'll I, I tell, I tell you why I am going to make her watch it. Because because yesterday I did this. Okay, well, I hope you sleep at night knowing you just blown up a 12-year-old. Yeah. Yesterday I did that. <laughs> so, I feel, Michelle, yeah. that I can do anything now. I am yeah. powerful. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if you'd seen, and forgive me, I was an hour late tuning in tonight. Because um, me and my husband have been having a little jam. It's not a euphemism. Oh. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. When you say jam, do you mean eating jam or playing no, musical instruments? Not. Playing musical instruments. Really? Oh. What, what were you playing? Well, my husband was playing guitar and bass. Wow. Not at the same time. No. And I was trying to do a bit of scar chording on the keyboard. Oh! <laughs> oh, it wasn't great. Don't, no. don't get too excited, what? Mike. No, what What fun! I've never been in a relationship with with a woman. I could end that sentence there, but it's not true. <laughs> uh, where, where we, you know, we've been bored one evening and gone, hey, should we get the instruments out and have a little jam? I've never had that. That's oh, what that's what I want in my life, Michelle. We've I want been to... together seventeen years since, I, honest to God, since I was twenty-one. Yeah, and it is the best. How old was he? Forty-two. <laughs> he looks it, but no, oh. he's a uh, he's a uh, two years older. Okay, okay, um, okay. But he's an absolute superstar. Anyway, yes. So forgive me if it's been mentioned, but have you seen When the Wind Blows? Um, it has been mentioned, and no, I oh. haven't. I haven't yeah. seen it. No, no, no. And I'll tell you why I've not seen it because I don't. Right. I don't like those, um, crap, those lazy, what I call lazy cartoons, right? Like the snowman. Scratchy. The original, um, BFG, Watership Down. Just lazy. He doesn't like it if they're not coloured in properly. Yeah. Um, and... and if they're done in pencil. 
You've got to watch it. You've got to watch it. It is... Oh, I, it's not worse than... It's not as horrific as Threads, but it is more distressing than Threads. Listen to that. And you've got to... I like your show, therefore I like you to a certain extent, therefore you should watch this distressing film. Um, and well, then after you've done that, why don't you go and why don't you go to a, to an abattoir for an hour and watch <laughs> sheep having their throats slit? Is it like nuclear up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sort of. It's just um, it revolves around two elderly people who will remind you of your grandparents. Yeah. Oh, not now. And they're just so <laughs> lovable and so clumsy. Kath, Kath, Kath just lost a grandparent, so oh, um, I'm so sorry. No, well, 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 hang on a minute. It wasn't your fault, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, okay, well, uh, um, have you seen this one, Cass? No, and maybe I'll give it a maybe while. You should maybe mi- the time is what? not maybe now. Maybe you should miss this, this one. I but- mean, it's a book. It's a comic. It started off as a comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raymond Briggs, and it is... Briggsy. It's just beautiful, and, and yeah, I know what you mean about, like, the snowman and that. I'm not bothered about, but this is proper grim. <laughs> what about Father Christmas? Hang on a minute. The I snowman like I'm not bothered thing. about, but this is proper grim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bothered about melting. I want, like, nuclear business. Well, I think that, the, I mean? yeah, you want Your nuclear business. Face is melting. Um, or, yeah. uh, have you seen, um, have you seen The Divide? No. Right, okay, well, this is, this is what we're going to do. Catherine's going to watch... Uh, threads. I'm going to watch When the Wind Blows, and Michelle, you're going to watch The Divide. Quid pro And then we're going to get together Clarice. and jump off some sort of bridge. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think, well, I think we ought to. I think The Divide might be on Netflix. It certainly was I'll when I saw it. Have a look for it, then. Have a little look, Michelle. And, um, I will. I love it. Then, uh, then try and play Scar after that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Michelle. All right, bye. Ta-ta. Then. 0344991000. This is The Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. I'm enjoying this nice little uh, relaxed show this evening. Nice and laid back. Although it's actually it's quite grim in content and quite bleak. But apart from that, I'm having a wonderful time. What about you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I enjoyed last night. It was really good fun. It was fun, wasn't it? It was, it was, yeah. it was lots of silliness. Ah, this is uh, Paul, Switzerland Paul. This is Switzerland Paul. There <laughs> <we> <laughs> Swiss yeah. Paul, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just calling about, um, you mentioned The Road earlier. That's like my favourite novel of all time. That now, I've never, because here's it, because I, when the novel came out, I had loads of people recommending it to me. Yeah. And I never got round to reading it, and so of course I did the the, the silly thing, and, and I and I saw the film. Um, but but everyone was telling me that the film was great, but that the novel is infinitely better. Oh, it really is. I think he won like I don't know whether it was the Pulitzer or the Nobel Prize, but he won around about that time for that novel as well. Wow, oh, it's properly good. It's the actor a- you're thinking of, um, Viggo Mortensen, Aragorn, Lord of the Rings. Ah, yes. Yep, yep, yep that's yep, who yep. it is. There we go. There we go. It's uh, why do we like these bleak? I tell you another one that's quite good. Um, it's not the greatest film. Um, I sh- I told you to watch it. The one with the forty-year-old virgin in it. Oh, someone to, to uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. Yeah, seeking a friend for the end of the world. You seen that one, Paul? I've never seen that. It sounds like a comedy, is it? it well, it, it it's cut. It's like it, I'm gonna say it's, it's not really a rom-com, is it? It's but not it's a rom. A- it's romantic. 
Um, it's, uh, there's, there's some funny bits in it, but basically the world is going to end. I think it's a meteor's gonna hit the world in, in, in like, a week. Yeah. And, and this guy's, the 40-year-old virgin's wife walks out on him at the start she of runs. the week. Yeah, she runs. <laughs> the door bounces. And he's like, oh man. And so he's looking for someone to, 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 to end the work, to, to spare, to spend the last seven days with. Um, and it's, um, it's not, it, it's, it's, it's just charming. It's quite charming. I think that's Keira on... Knightley in it, right? And I don't generally. Oh, is it Keira Knightley? Yeah, I don't generally like her acting, but she's actually quite she good. She was in great it. in this. She was really good. Um, I think that's on Netflix as well. And um, they kind of he kind of goes round trying to find and and you see you know all these hedonists and these suicide people, all these different kind of groups. The way people handle the fact yeah. that they're about yeah. to die, you know. It, and the ending had me in floods of yeah, tears. I will check it out. Nice yeah, one, Paul. Good. Thank you, mate. Ta-ta, ta-ta. Uh, let us go to, um, Other Paul. Good evening, Other Paul. Good evening. I've never been locked up in prison before. I've never even been arrested. That's great news, Paul, but, but me think you doth protest too much. Well, you, you introduced me earlier that I was lined up, that I was, I'd escaped from prison and... No, I, I, I didn't, no, I no. didn't say, no, I didn't say you'd escaped from prison. You said I was out of prison. Correct. That's completely different. I was implying oh. that you'd left by legal means. But technically, you are out of prison. I'm out of prison. You're out of prison. Yeah, mate. We're all yeah. out of prison. Sorry. Good evening, Kath, as well, by the way. Good evening oh. and welcome out of prison. I love, I love how, um, already on your second call back, uh, the tone is, has returned. So I'll, I'll try and be a bit more laid back, because if you want a laid back kind of thing. Well, I just don't want you to, to, um... I don't mean to come across aggressive, honestly. I don't want you to be an arsehole. I, I, I don't mean to be, I, I don't mean to be an arsehole. Okay. I don't mean to be an arsehole. <laughs> I mean, what, do you really want to be phoning us again? Because I'm remembering how it ended last time, and I'm just feeling this antagonistic vibe. Well, that, to do with good, not allowing my son to watch Gogglebox, but I've heard of one who's taking slash a I've got, no, I, no, I don't, but I just remember, and, and, and listen, the antagonism is coming from me as much as it's coming from you. I'm, I'm, I'm not put, laying this all on your shoulders, but there's just a real, there was a real tension when you used to phone, and that tension still, it seems to have returned with your calls. And I'm just maybe, wondering. Maybe we seem to um, rub each other up the wrong way. I don't it, mean to. Exa- well, no, and I don't mean to, but, but, but we obviously do. And I just wondered why you stopped calling and what prompted your return. Because uh, I, I was away for a bit, but I wasn't away prison? in prison. No. Okay. Uh, I was just. Because I thought you didn't want to take my calls anymore. I thought you'd ban me, actually. You did. Did I? Mm-hmm. Oh, did yeah, I? Why did, did I? You did actually say right, you shut, shut up then. My calls shut anymore, up then for a minute. Sh- shut up then. Why did I ban it him? He got proper nasty. Did he? Mm. No, well, it, it, got it. Proper nasty. It, I said. It. Things. Emails. Yeah, he did get a little bit. Funny, oh, the emails. Yeah. He did get a little bit. Yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning now to relax a bit. Anyway, my point is, my point is, do you know, you're talking about the end of the world a second ago. Yes. Do you know, apparently on the 23rd of April this month, the world is going to end. Well, my sister will be gutted, it's her birthday. (laughs) On the 23rd of April? Yeah. Oh, well, she'd better have a good send-off then, wouldn't she? Well, let's hope she does. Anyway, talking talking about uh, people, uh, (laughs) children's programmes and, and the world 
blowing up and things. Wow. Okay. Let's see how I, this I wonder, is going. I wonder if I wonder if finger I wonder if finger mouse love the smell of napalm in the morning. Don't phone up and do jokes because I don't. You're not funny. Do you, know, do you know what program was on straight after Finger Mouse on a Sunday morning? This is really tenuous. No. The latest hobo. That's not a program. It's a song. Um, no, the program, the littlest hobo. People, listen, I'm not, buy, no, I'm not buying this prank. The littlest hobo is a song. There is not, a, there is not a television program. It's not a documentary. Um, the littlest hobo, the, the Alsatian dog that, that mate, tra- oh, mate, man. I've had, I've had brighter people than you try and convince me of this. No, Fact. Oh, you don't remember the littlest no, hobo? No, because it didn't exist, mate. I, oh, God. Have you ever heard of the movie called Pay It Forward? Nope. With Mel Gibson. <laughs> I've seen What Women Want, and I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, although... I didn't I didn't true, like the sequel true. so much, What What Jews Want. I wasn't so keen and, on that one. And the third one, What's Up Sugar Tits. There we go, yeah. So, um, yeah. There is a movie called Pay It Forward with Mel Gibson in it. Right, I don't, I don't doubt you for one second. I've not seen it. It is worth a watch, because I believe in paying it forward. <laughs> Does that sound threatening? No, I bet it's doing someone a good turn. If someone does you a good turn, you pay it for by doing someone else a good turn. I'll do you a good turn. <laughs> I'll pay it forward in a minute with my fist into your mouth. Or in the cost of coffee in Final Common or the Royal See, Oak. again, that makes me feel weird. That makes me feel weird. I, I, started going, I started going back to that cost of coffee recently, but now I'm going to stop going again. Now this, this Muppet's reared his head. Oh, dear. Guys, um, I think you should just shake hands and admit this is never going to work. I'm not touching his hands. All right, well, kiss him. Maybe that's it. What? You, you know to... you were talking about Mr Finnegan with he, his He's Finnegan. not listening to us. This is the thing. What he comes about on Judy and... Finnegan? Oh, no. He comes on and does his little monologues. It's all Richard Maidley, isn't it? Okay, thanks for calling, Paul. And when I say thanks, I don't mean thanks. Um... <laughs> God. What? I'll give it ten minutes. <laughs> for your inbox pings. <laughs> He's paying I, it my forward. My inbox has been pinging quite a bit today. I've got, I've... <laughs> no, it has, honestly, it feels like, it smells like a, a, a oh. rat's crawled up there and died. Honestly. Terrible. I don't even know what's going on with me. And I've got piles again. Oh um, on God. that bombshell. You've seen an onion? <laughs> don't. No, I'm keeping Katie on her toes. <laughs> Break. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Good evening, June. Hi. And I'm really, because you must have had this a million times, I'm really resisting doing a June, June. <laughs> you must have had that. Whoa, what? Right, you're fired. Hello. Out. Hi. Katie's fired. But at the end. At uh, the end of this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, June, what have you got for us? Your little hobo. Hang on, June, are you on a speakerphone? No. Are you on Bluetooth? No. Are you on one of them cardboard phones? No. Is your face next to your phone? Uh, it is a bit, yeah. We can hardly hear you. Oh. We, which makes me think whatever you're about to say is going to be bullshine. Mm-hmm. Well, it's rubbish. Oh. <laughs> your little hobo song 
is the theme tune to a Canadian television program. Um, yeah, all, all right, June, sure. Uh, if, if you say, listen, if this speeds things up, sure, if Google you... It. If you say so, mate, I've done, I've done research on this. There is oh. no, so what happened? All right, let's, let's, let's enter June's little fantasy world, okay? So what, what happens in this show then? A dog, around, making friends with people, helping them out. Is anyone, it sounds like she's speaking into a shell. That's what it sounds like when someone is talking guilty. I think she's recorded this conversation onto a stone and is playing it. To, we can hardly hear you, June. Do you have a do you have a phone that's plugged into the f- floor, like a landline? Oh, it's a mobile. Oh. Do you have a landline in your possession? No. Well, we can't really hear you, June. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I, we, we genuinely can't, but... I tell you what, Katie, try and call June back, um, because we can't hear it, and I would like to hear... Um, and in future, if people sound like that, just saying, well, it's not worth it, because we can't hear it's such a shame. Well, it's, it's not frust- really, because she's a fantasist. It's frustrating that we can't own someone like that, though, isn't it? It's, um, she's, she's a fantasist and a bullshiner. I mean, what she said, she sounded like she was suggesting a dog was on its own. I mean, who's cleaning up after it? Who's exactly. stopping it from procreating? Exactly. Good evening, Matt. <coughs> Sorry, I had a mouthful of nuts. Good evening. Catherine is, um... Uh, sympathise. She gets that. She's been there. Yeah, well, haven't we all at one haven't point? Haven't we all had a mouthful? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was listening with interest to your discussions around um, post-apocalyptic movies. God, this show's Have really you? got bleak to this. It's supposed to be a little bit of light-hearted yeah. fun. It's got really, <laughs> really bleak tonight. Well, this might lift the spirits a bit. Have you seen The Bed Sitting Room? Oh, mate! What, do you know what? Uh, the Bed Sitting Room is a, a British su- uh, surreal film yeah. written by Spike Milligan, starring Milligan, yeah. um, um, Ralph Richardson, <laughs> who's that man? Seacom, Seacom, uh, Peter yeah. Cook, and Dudley Moore. And I watched it um, about eight or nine years ago, again on a hooky website, and then about. Five or six years ago, my sister bought it for me on pristine BFI DVD. Oh, nice. And uh, because she, I, I, I'd seen it like about 18 months before, so I haven't, I hadn't watched it. And funnily enough, I was thinking about this last week, thinking, oh, I must dig out my copy of The Bed Sitting Room, because I really, now, I haven't seen it for long enough. I really fancy seeing it. It is a masterpiece, isn't it? It really is, yeah. It's absolutely top surrealist British comedy. I don't think anything's ever surpassed it. It's, um, it ba- basically has been a nuclear holocaust, and there's only about yeah. 80 people left in Britain, and yeah. um, they each take turns in being the Queen. <laughs> 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 They're each yeah. like the monarch for a week. <laughs> um, and it's, um, it's, it's great. There was a real, there was a short run between about 66 and I'd say 69 of really wonderful British surrealist cinemas. Things like that. Yeah. Things like How I Won the War. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's, there's literally a handful of others. But The Bed Sitting Room, well played, Matt. You've, you've won tonight's show because that is oh, a great film. That is a great film. And you've reminded me that I, t- tomorrow when I go back to the house, I'm going to dig out that DVD and I might watch that Saturday afternoon because that is... Yeah, um, you definitely should. It's great. I mean, if anyone who hasn't got it on DVD wants to watch it, it's available in full on YouTube now. Yeah. Um, but so it was... Give it a watch. Isn't it... Have I got this right? It wasn't it... A, um, wasn't it a play? Didn't, yes, that, didn't was, yeah. Milligan do it as a play? Yeah. And he kept, um, it, it, for the most, 
have I got this right? I might be confusing two different things. So it was a play in the West End, and for the most part, Milligan would improvise it. Have I got yeah, that right? Yeah, yeah, he did. I mean, there was never one performance. Well, apparently, never one performance that was the same as the next. It's much, much weirder than the film. I've read. I haven't seen it performed, but I've read the script, and it's completely batshit. Well, the, the, premi- the premise is look, just just to put this in context. Um, the premise is that that one of the characters, a human being, uh, yeah. as, as, as an after effect of all the radiation, is turning into a bedsit, what we used That's to call right, yeah. a bed-sitting room, hence the title, yeah. The Bed-Sitting Room. He's turning slowly into a bedsit. Yeah, and one of the other characters turns into a wardrobe. Yes, he does! Yes, yeah. they do! Oh, it's great! It's absolutely... Yeah. It um, isn't it Peter Cook that's... Is, is, I haven't seen it for about eight years. Isn't it Peter Cook that's constantly suspended about two foot off the ground? Yeah, him and Dudley Moore are policemen, and they're in a, a floating... I think it's a Morris Minor that's floating <laughs> attached to a balloon. And they shout down at people. I think, but there's one scene where there's, there's, there's a tube train running underground, and the power goes out, and then it cuts to Peter Cook and Dudley Moore shouting down at a woman who's fallen asleep on, a, on an exercise bike. <laughs> And she has to be woken up to start pedalling again, creating electricity for the tube train. Oh, because um, um, Captain Mannering from Dad's Army, doesn't he live on the tube? That's it, On the circle line, and it just goes round and round and round. Oh, it's great. It is amazing. Oh, but Matt, thank you, mate. That's my Saturday afternoon sorted. I really appreciate that. Enjoy yourself. Thank you very much indeed. That's a great film. The 60s, huh? Oh, man, honestly, um, again, we mentioned my, f- my friend Andrew Hickey, he's a writer, and he wrote the great piece, I'll try and find it during the news and tweet it, about this this brief period, about three years of 60s British, psych- uh, the British surrealist films, of which it could be argued that um, our, our man, our, our man who came in... Um, Joe McGrath. Joe McGrath played a part in... Um, more, more Dick Lester than Joe McGrath, but McGrath was certainly involved in it. Um, these wonderful, surreal British films, you know, that, that, that are unlike, they're unlike kind of the European surrealism, completely different from, you know, the American surrealism is all big and expansive, and the British ones are just tiny. They're really tiny, you know, small focus things, and, um, they're, they're absolutely cracking. June is back. Let's give June a second chance. Hello, June. Time. You, you still sounds like you're in a cupboard, but we can, we, I think we can understand you. You were spouting some okay. nonsense about, um, the, the littlest hobo. Where you go? <laughs> The Littlest Hobo, yes. This is a Canadian um, television programme from around about the 80s. And it's about a little man, or a little dog rather, an old-fashioned-type dog. Yes. That goes around and it helps people that are in trouble. It's very much like Lassie. Come on. The dog goes, an Alsatian goes around and helps people that are in trouble. It loves it. Learns to love them, and it gives them comfort, and and it's quite sweet. It is. You come well. Up, uh, <laughs> and my my daughter found it on Google very easily. But why? Why? Who has set you up to do this? Is there daughter? But my eldest daughter. Yeah. And my my foster son, who yeah. are in their thirties, their middle thirties. They used to watch it on the television. Right. And we were listening to you one night, and you played the theme music. Yeah. And you said there was no television, you know, it wasn't anything, it was just a song. Yeah. And they said, no, No. it's not, we watched the programme. No. Oh, they think they did. 
The Mandela effect. Have you heard of the Mandela effect? <laughs> no, but I've heard of the butterfly effect. Okay, well, let, 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 assume it's a similar thing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm not buying this prank call for one second. Okay. I'm not buying this in the slightest. You tell those children that, that you deserve better. They're not children anymore. Well, they're your children. They're your babies. <laughs> they're your babies. Yes, they're my they're babies. behaving like children. Do you miss? Because you say during the thirties, my my kids are, are six and eight, and um uh, um you know growing up way too fast. Do you miss? Do you miss the five year old? You know the the eight year old version of your no, kids. You don't. No, because I have my daughter, my daughter's children living with me most of the time. Right, and they are. Nine and seven. Okay, right. So you've 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 kind of got that that lunacy. Oh yes, I've got the lunacy. <laughs> <laughs> aren't One the, of them's autistic, so I've got double lunacy. Aren't the aren't the, the their minds just wonderful? Oh, Absolutely fantastic. wonderful and wonderful. <laughs> my, my my boys have discovered. Um, doing voices and they, and they're just doing they're just constantly doing different voices and i was genuinely in hysterics today as they were doing their voice it wasn't you know doing the dad's pretend i was in hysterics at them doing voices <laughs> well my granddaughter who is seven does yep. the voice for our dog oh mate that you oh, that's just <laughs> wonderful and um, my eldest grandson only talks about Minecraft, Fortnite. Oh, yeah. And what's the other one? There's another one somewhere. Pokemon. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's yeah same in our house. It. I get all these... Dada, can you help um, defeat this... Po- I haven't got a clue what you're talking about, son. If it's Space Invaders mm-hmm. and Pac-Man, I can do it. But I, I, mm-hmm. I cannot find the mysterious Pokemon that you need. I, I can't do any of that rubbish. Well, because I'm, because I'm blind, you see, I can't see what they're doing anyway. So oh. he comes over and he tries to explain all of this stuff to me and yeah. I haven't got a clue. Yeah, yeah. Well, even, even if you, even if, even if you had sight, June, you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand what was going on because <laughs> I yeah. look at it and I go, this isn't a game. <laughs> I can do Pac-Man. <laughs> uh, can you do Pac-Man as, you can't do Pac-Man while you're blind, can you? Well, I can, I can, I can play. Okay. I can play, but I can I, do that. I, I bet, I, I bet, I beat you though, easily, <laughs> e- easily. I wouldn't boast about oh. that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, June, listen, I'm glad we got, we got to hear you. I suspect you may have been talking into a shoe during the first phone conversation, but <laughs> we can. I don't know what was wrong with that, but honestly, we can hear you a lot better than we could then. So, thank you for persisting. Okay. Thanks okay. a lot, June. Take care. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, no such thing as a little hobo. I'm not, she not believes even buying in. that. I'm not even buying that for a second. Good evening, Mick. Johnny. Yeah, Mick. Right, littlest hobo. Yes. Yeah, it's based on a Canadian television series from 1958. 114 episodes. Hang on a minute. 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 It's based on a Canadian television series. Yeah, because, yeah, no, it's based on a, on a Canadian film of the same name. Right, well, that's so not what you said. TV you said it was based series. on a Canadian television series, so already I'm, pa- I'm poking holes in your oh. Blue Rizzler thin story. Oh. Right, so carry on. Right, there were 100 and, where are we? 114 episodes. Are you reading this, caller? No, I've just memorised it. I'm just recalling all information. Okay, okay, fine, yeah. Right, uh, <laughs> 
Huh? One episode was called Pandora, and it was Hobo finds an undetonated World War II bomb. Mick, do you realise how ridiculous and stupid you're sounding? Listen to this one, though. Huh? Episode 6. No, episode 16 called The Voyeurs. Oh. I thought it was going to be something rude. Yeah. But he helps a family trapped on a desert island. <laughs> right, well, how a does dog, he get right, to... A dog, right, a dog on its own. How does he get to a desert island? Exactly, they must have been a thick family. Right, exactly. You're making this up, Mick, and you're better than this. No, I'm not. Shame on you and a pox on your family. I'm not... There we go. Not having, not, not, I'm not having that. Mick is better than that. Well, I fear he might not be. Um, um, yeah, a bit disappointed, but I love dogs. I enjoyed it. I didn't, I didn't see, um, was Anderson's previous animation, the Fox film. Oh, I found, I found yeah. that quite dull. I think you'd find this quite dull. It's not Snoopy doll. But it's not Peanuts movie. No, God. My kids went to see um, the um, Peter Rabbit film today. Yeah. Oh, so my yeah. brother-in-law was putting it on at the airbase. Oh yeah, because he's in the RAF and they're allowed to do films. Right. No. So, so all the all the the flying soldiers yeah, are going to watch the. Um, they're going to go and watch Peter Rabbit. They need some light relief. Well, yeah, they want to watch like pornos and. Um, um, Diana Dawes and things, don't they? they? want Diana Dawes and Vera Lynn and, and Marilyn Monroe and Bob Hope, don't they? Yeah. But then, want. but then they'll watch a Peter Rabbit just to sort of clean the palate. Really? And I asked my youngest what she thought and she said she loved it and then she went, uh, well, but it was a bit cheesy. Cheesy, that's Wowzers. a new word that she's using. I said, well, what do you mean by that? She went, that was kissing. Aye. Was kissing everyone. Oh man, alive! That I've had too much um, decaffeinated coffee, and now I feel like I want to um, uh, blow off. Do you want an emodium? Oh no, God no! Or a no. cork? It, it, it's uppers and downers. It's uppers and downers, and I just I've taken uppers. Now I need to take downers, and I just I can't. I shouldn't. Or just have, go and stand outside for a bit. I shouldn't have self-medicated. Um, oh well, these these things happen. Um, well, for the first time this evening, we have no calls on the switchboard, which is um, uh, which is well. I'm surprised we had this many calls because it was quite quiet for the first five ten minutes. And we've not really spoken about anything. We've gone down this um, nuclear rabbit hole. Oh, speaking of rabbit holes, there's a new rabbit hole podcast up. It's the other show that me and Catherine do. Catherine and I, for you pendants out there. Uh, we do it in front of a live audience. It's the first one recorded in Bath, mm-hmm. at the Rondo Theatre in Bath, in front of a soul. It was a sold out audience. Just, just 16 people didn't turn up, but it had sold out. I think they'd forgotten. I think they had, because we sold it so far in advance. I don't care, as long as we got their money. Um, you can get that on Acast um, or iTunes, The Rabbit Hole, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle, type in any combination of those words and it comes up. And if you like, uh, subscribe and share. And I, the the more I think about it, the more I get the feeling we may have come to the end of the road with those. I, do, I mean, we've got about... Seven, eight, nine in the can. So, so don't, we've got a couple of months worth in the can. But in terms of, of doing, I'm in no rush to go and book another evening anywhere. I, I, which is going to annoy the, everyone in Glasgow and, and Edinburgh who's saying, come to Glasgow, come to Edinburgh, in a Cockney accent. I don't know why. <laughs> come to Glasgow. No, don't do the accent. Well, um, oh, I'm, I'm from Scotland. I'm from Scotland. I'm a wee lassie from no. Kilmarnock. <laughs> This is the Late Night Alternative on Tour Radio. 
The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Okay, well, I hope you sleep at night knowing you just blown up a 12-year-old. Every man has his techniques. And they're all different. They said you're not normal. Don't you sing R&B? I said I got no rhythm and I got no blues. I'm as happy as can be. They said, how can you not bop to hip-hop? I said, I most certainly do. Did you not see me dancing the other night? Like the girls on Channel U. Just um, a very lovely chap called um, Paul. Um, it's, it's funny. I've got about seven hundred people blocked on Twitter, and uh, Paul Filbert, um, who we've spoken to on the, the percussionist, show, the percussionist, um, is tweeting me, and he's tweeted someone that I've blocked um, from from the show. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so I'm curiously, I click on their thing, and I. Oh, they're talking about me. He's, she's talking about. He's he's so easy to wind up the, the laughing, crying emoji. On a serious note, however, the reason he blocked me initially was due to me speaking the truth about alcohol being a death sentence for some people. No, the reason the reason I blocked you is because you're an arsehole. That's why. Because you're an arsehole and and you're a weirdo and. Um, just go away, just go, go away. And I look, and there's, there's all these tweets to me and you. Yeah. Um, all these tweets to me, dude. You're blocked, and um, 
It's weird, and you know, you don't wind me up. If anything, you make me really uncomfortable, okay? You make me really, really uncomfortable. And you talk about being all spiritual and stuff like that. Um, well, you know, making someone feel uncomfortable is not a spiritual trait, okay? Um, and even if that uncomfortableness is coming from within me, you know, be aware that, 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 that you, you elicit that from me, and, and so go away. You know, that's not spiritual. It's not spiritual. Um, uh, you know, and, and let that be that. Um, evening, Jerry. Hello. Hello, Jerry. How the crap, day? Go on, what's happened? Oh, the AFKM's turned to rat shit. It's just going down no path. Okay, what's happened? Oh, it's just, there's no stuff. No. They've been out to bloody stop the other day, no gloves, no weapons. It's crammed there, so I thought, I don't want to go into it. So can you cheer yourself up and sing Yeah, go on then, yeah, go on. Just give me two seconds. Okay. Uh, so sing Delilah, now which version is it going to be, Tom Jones? Yeah, no, Tom Jones. Okay, right, and that's, gonna, and that's going to cheer you up, a, so, so, a song about a man I, stabbing his girlfriend I to death? I Stoke, I come from Stoke, Okay. I saw the light of the night as I passed by the window. Ba, ba, ba. Don't encourage I me. saw the trickling shadow of love on a blind. She was my woman. As she deceived me, I watched and went out of my mind. My, why, why, my Delilah? Why, 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 Delilah? I could see that girl's no good for me, but I was lost like... A man to sleep for free, something like that. That break of day is that man to so away I was with. This is, this is, this is cheering him up. I crossed the street to her house and she opened the door. She stood there laughing. Ah! I felt the knife in my hands and she laughed no more. Ooh. My, 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 Delilah. Why, 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 Delilah? So before the carers come to kick down my door, forgive me, and I probably say not Oh, I'm afraid your time's up, Jerry. That was Thank absolutely you, awful. You didn't make it to boot camp. It's a no from me. Um, blimey. Um, does Parkinson's? Because uh, Jerry's got Parkinson's. Does it? Does it just make you like shit at everything? <laughs> does it? I mean, like, and 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 you nearly swore then. I thought you were going to do that. No, I said I think it does. Um, no, before that. Um, because singing's terrible. Although we have discovered that, that w- 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 when people with Parkinson sing, you can understand what's being said. Because what often you can't. But also, his taste in music is abysmal. That's that's the biggest crime that was. I don't think that's the there. Parkinson's. I think that's just. Jerry. Are you sure? Okay, because mm. that would be my 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 biggest fear would be catching a disease that would make my excellent music uh, collection redundant. And I would just be buying CDs that I saw in service stations. Uh, and I, I can't live like that. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah, go on. I was listening to, um, you know, John Nicholson has been standing in for Mike Graham while he's been away. Sure, why not? I'm well, going to say yes. I was listening to it this, uh, was it today or yesterday? Yeah. I don't know, the days blend into one without yeah. Mike. Yes. Um, but they were talking about the Fleetwood Mac story about Lindsay Buckingham bailing and all being sacked. Yeah. Um, and, and John Nicholson couldn't get into it and kept referring to, like... When steps broke up, oh, well. or when Banana Rama broke up, and I thought, take it seriously, man. This is Fleetwood Mac. John Nicholson's going to get a punch in the throat. I know. I'll hold your coat. Yeah. Well, no, I'll keep my coat on. 
because I want to do a runner shortly afterwards because I don't want to get arrested. So I punch in the throat and I'm out. I'm out. I need the coke because I've got my keys in it. Yeah. Good evening, Pablo. Hip, 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 I'll do. Hip, hip, hip. I really need a wee, but I'm, I can't go to the toilet because I don't trust Catherine around my computer. Not because I'm scared she'll write something on Twitter. I'm worried she's going to look at my Pornhub history. Oh, fair, fair. Fair. Harsh but fair. Is, is what I type in. You said that threads <laughs> would keep me awake at night. That's the thing that's going to do it. And not in a good way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Pablo, what have you got for us this evening? Um, well, as uh, Catherine mentioned in before the news that she saw Peter Rabbit. Uh, I don't know if... Um, I didn't see I it. My kids it. saw it. I'm never going to see it. And that's a oh, promise. You it all? Oh, right. Well, there you go. Um, no, no, it was just if, uh, if you'd seen a bit, but obviously you didn't see it, so it's nope. irrelevant. So. Um, but no, no, I was, I was calling in regards to the... Um, obviously, kind of taking a dystopian uh, turn. Um, I'm talking about the more modern dystopia that you were talking about initially, uh, the um, Jeremy Kyle's. Yes. Um, no, it was just there specifically their their reliance on polygraph tests, um, and how just generally polygraph tests are kind of seen as like a fifty fifty thing. You know, somebody who's telling the truth could be nervous when telling the truth, and somebody who's telling a lie. Could well, be... I was watching this the other day, right, Jeremy Kyle, and um, the fellow was adamant that he hadn't done it. He was adamant, right, and it wasn't the usual kind of slack jawed oh, I've never done it. He was like, no, 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 I, I, I didn't do it. It was like, it was, it was, it was like, and Kyle's really laying into it going, well, this is the, this is the polygraph. The lie detector has said you've done it. And I'm thinking, yeah, they're not 100%. Otherwise we'd use them in, in courts of law. There, there is a chance actually that this bloke's life is being destroyed because of an incorrect lie detector reading. There is a, there is a very, very strong chance of that. Yeah, well, I mean, it's basically, you know, the polygraph really does test his nervousness, really. Um, so you could be the best liar in the world and get away with it, and you could just be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a general nervous disposition anyway, and you'll, you'll flunk everything. And it's specifically that, when the when they do fail the lie detector test, it's, it's basically oh, 100%, definitely, yeah, that's it. It said it now, so you must have done it, and then the crowd get involved and all that. And it's just, uh, I've seen a couple of instances where I, I kind of did believe the person who'd uh, been, uh, well... Here's the thing, right? They get, I, I think some of the people on there get paid about 150 quid, I think, right, which is a lot of money. But they also they get put up in a hotel for a night, um, and they get their meals paid for. So, they, so you know, for, a lot, for people who haven't got any money, to be put up in a hotel... And have dinner paid for and breakfast the next day. That's actually, that's actually a big deal. You know, that's a big deal for a lot of people. So that you know, they're, pers- they're kind of persuaded to go down there with all these stuff, and it is, um, it's it's bear baiting, you know. And I used to love it. I used to genuinely love it, and I used to love all the Maury Povich and all of those kind of shows. And as I've got older, and uh, uh, I just think. I've met Jeremy Carl. He, I met him a couple of weeks ago. He's a really nice bloke to me. Really nice bloke. But um, just t- t- those those kind of shows and the won't pay, we'll take it away. They just don't feel right to me. Something don't sit right with me. Well, that's it. But uh, Jeremy Carl's all right with you because you're not on the wrong end of a polygraph, you see. If you'd have failed one of his questions, he would have squinted his eyes and been totally... 
talking to you in a very patronising manner and all this sort of stuff. It's, uh, He's not a likeable character on TV, which makes me think it's not him people are watching it for. Yeah, well, and, and obviously, it, you know, it, it is kind of like you say, do, washing your dirty laundry in public type of thing. But, I mean, he's no saint. I mean, it, it wasn't because he was a radio DJ initially and he, he did he was the first person to do the um, marrying strangers where he did, like, a, a, a shout-out to get strangers married. And um, the couple who ended up doing it, he ran off with the missus after they got married. Mm-hmm. Well, something like that. It was quite... Yeah, he did. Uh, he, I don't know he married her, didn't he? he? Yeah, he married her. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and, and, um, but in fair, but, well, but in fairness, and he has led a very colourful, chequered life, but in fairness to him, I don't think that, um, he, he, he's, he, maybe, I don't think he shames the people that have come on for their, mm. do you? Maybe, I don't sometimes. know. Sometimes. Maybe. Sometimes he's very compassionate, you know, if they're willing to, um, take it from him and, you know, do as he's, <laughs> does he's suggesting. You know, sometimes with a drug thing, they'll, he'll convince them to go into rehab and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think you can make someone do it. Well, they also had they had Kyle. Well, I think when ITV had the crime and punishment season or something like that. Yeah. Um, they had Kyle um, presenting a, um, a, a what about drugs? And obviously, from his general program, you, you get a general idea that he's you know all there for helping people, but generally sees drugs as a blight and and, and whatnot, and uh, whether they are or they're not. I don't think he was necessarily the most uh, kind of like even-handed person. Sorry, Pablo. I've got to be honest. Um, while you were talking there, I was sucking off a pen in an erotic manner uh, in front of Catherine, trying to make her laugh. Because it's my pen and I don't want it back. Yeah, it's covered in so spit. I'm, so I'm sorry, Pablo. We we were we were not treating that with the respect it deserves. You're right. You're bound I'm all for a bit of jaunt. Sorry. I'm all for a bit of jaunt. Anything jaunty? Jaunty. He's very jaunty. I think you mean raunchy, though, don't you? Oh, jaunty, raunchy. Uh, uh, we'd have to have a bit of excess, you know, possibly a bit of an obtuse angle, maybe maybe a bit of noise to make it raunchy. OK, thanks very much indeed, Pablo. Top uh, tips. Top tips uh, from uh, Britain's greatest porn director. <laughs> uh, now now that Ben Dover is uh, uh, no longer able to, well, bend over. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. this is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. It's Mark Thatcher. Yeah. That's the call that she missed because she was not busy. Yeah, that's busy the one I got. Okay, well, yep. okay. I love that. 0344 499 1000. Uh, last 40 minutes of the show. Um, here until 1 o'clock. Then Paul. It's Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, so Paul Ross is on tonight between 1 and 5. Uh, what have we been speaking about? Um, video games, Superglue, Isle of Dogs, nuclear movies. Um, littlest hobos, um, can't pay, we'll take it away. All kinds of stuff. Just, it's just been, it's been quite bleak, I'll be honest. Very, very bleak, uh, chat this evening. Depressing. Um, but, you know, deal with it. Deal with it, guys. Deal with it. Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hello, Ian. How's it going? I've got terrible, um, indigestion, but apart from that, I'm on top of the world. Good to hear. Uh, what I'm phoning about is, uh, post apocalyptic movies. PAM, yes, Pam. Hey, I saw Dr. Pam today. Did you? Yeah, I did. She wouldn't kiss me. Anyway, so I carry on. Because she'd had lots of makeup put on. She didn't want to smudge her makeup. Those things. We did Good air excuse. kisses. We did air kisses. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, go on, Mark. Yeah, sorry. Uh, have you ever seen a movie called On the Beach? On the Beach? Yeah, uh, 1959. Black and White with Gregory Peck. Oh, mate. No, I, no, I haven't. Go on. 
Actually, it's got. I'm just, I'm just looking at on the internet to refresh my memory about it. It's actually got Fred Astaire in it as well. Shut up! After, uh, hey, look I'm at this. It, it's uh, basically World War Three has, has kicked off. Uh, we're in a submarine with a U.S. crew, and the only safe haven left is in Australia. And uh, it's uh, basically uh, the end of the world. Uh, there's a big nuclear uh, toxic cloud heading towards Australia. And uh, although it's pretty bleak, uh, there are a couple of things in it which are quite funny. Fred Astaire does a little little song and dance, does he? Uh, there, I, I've got to tell you, there is no song and dance. What? Which, which is a great disappointment, I know. No! But uh, at one point, uh, they hold a Grand Prix... And because they know they're pretty much all going to die in a month or two, it's like, uh, how fast can they go around that wow. corner and not worry about if they live or die or not? It's like, it's like um, Death Death Race. Is that a film? Death Race. Well, I want to say Death Race. Death Race 2000, I want to say, but I don't know what that... I don't know what that is. Anyway. Um, uh, well, I keep looking at it on Amazon. I'm not going to buy it. I think it's on YouTube. Hey! But definitely have a look at it, but whatever you do, don't get it confused with a uh, US miniseries on the, uh, the same thing, because oh, that was terrible. That will... That will uh, <laughs> All right, I'll check that one out, Mark. Thank you for that. Oh, one other quick question, yeah, go on, if mate. I may. Of course you can. I've been uh, watching your gaming streams on and off. Okay, you don't sound like my regular gaming stream audience, but that's, 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 that's interesting, okay. Uh, my question is, uh, after, after watching you play some VR games... Yes. Uh, normally, how susceptible are you to motion sickness? I'm quite susceptible to motion sickness. I can't, ah. For example, I can't read in a car, and actually, since coming back from Australia, uh, 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 since coming out of the jungle, I've, uh, something's happened to me. I don't know if it was the height or the underwater thing, but I get quite motion sick now in cars. Oh, right. Only I, I'm pretty much the same way, uh, and I've noticed that that VR quite often makes you sick as a dog, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. There's there's um, th- th- there's one game I was playing, Skyrim, which I don't actually think is that good, but that... Oh, that, I saw that, yeah. Yeah, that made me feel really ill. That, that looked like a, a really shoddy way of moving around. Yeah, I want to try it with a different controller, because that, that way where you have to sort of look and then you sort of jump there. That made me feel really ill. Um, super hot. Most of them didn't make me feel, feel ill, and apparently... There are settings that you can alter to to reduce the motion sickness. Oh, right, because uh, I, I'm susceptible to it, so, like, VR is out of the question for me if that's well, the case. Well, here's the thing as well. I, I wouldn't buy one. I, I got given that headset, and had I bought it, I think I would be disappointed. I'm buying quite a few games for it now, because I just want to try them, but... Um, I, I think you can get it for about 200 quid now, I saw, in Computer Exchange, second-hand... It's a lot of money for, for you know, a, a, a gimmick. I think. I think it's a gimmick. Is, is it fair to say that we're not quite there yet on the VR? I, I don't see what the po- I don't see what the point is. For most of the games, it doesn't really add that much. The only game where it adds something is Super Hot. Um, but yeah, no, that did look great fun. Yeah, that was great fun. N- none of the others so far. Y- you know, it's it's a gimmick. I shall, I shall, I shall take uh, VR off my Christmas list. Take for now, it off I think. your Christmas. Wait, wait till it comes. Wait, you know, after Christmas, they'll, they'll, they'll knock it down to hundred quid. Get one then. Sounds reasonable. Mark, thank you very much.
Take it easy. Cheers, ta-ta. Take it easy. He was a laid-back dude. People um, online are suggesting it might be David Quantic. Did sound quite a lot it like him. It did sound like David Quantic. Yeah, it did. We have a mysterious anonymous caller. Yes, hello, mysterious anonymous caller. That's you. That wasn't my bum. <laughs> hello, person who didn't want to give their name. Person who's withheld their number. Person who is going to get cut off very, very quickly and won't get a second stab at this. Bottler, they've put the phone down. <laughs> Aren't people weird? Mm-hmm. Right, can you please mention the name of the film set in the diner in the phone call again? Miracle Mile. There we go. This is the thing. We've got no phone calls, which is great. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Now, for some reason, I didn't read. For some reason, the star have got a thing about Kit Kats. Let's have a little look why. Kit Kats, um, chocolate lovers are about to get. An, is this an advert? No, this is a story. Chocolate lovers are about to get a new pink version of their favourite Kit Kat oh, bars. No. The latest incarnation of the popular snack will have a rosy colour thanks to chocolate made from the ruby cocoa bean. James Moore has put together 20 fab facts on the big selling bar. Um, and the picture to illustrate it is sh- tasty. Girls allowed Cheryl Tweedy, who's holding a Kit Kat, and Nadine Coyle, who had, isn't holding a Kit Kat. And that picture was taken in 2008. When she was Tweedy still. So it's a 10-year-old... Let me take that second call. Right. Y- 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 yes, caller. song yeah i made my ears bleed one billion kit kat products are eaten in the uk every year worldwide here we go this this could be dirty worldwide 564 fingers get gobbled up every second you know there's um (laughs) talking about the beatles doing rude jokes you know there's a reference to to that in what beatles song has a reference to uh, the teenage pleasuring of a lady without using a penis. Penny Lane, four of fish and finger pie. Flipping egg. And charming. Aren't they charming? The name Kit Kat comes from a, a type of... Mu- this is fact two, and already it's the most boring fact ever. This is an advert for Kit Kat. It's not an advert, though. It, totally doesn't, say, it doesn't say advert. The name Kit Kat comes from a type of mutton pie sold in the 18th century. Oh, this is made up. This is not even this is not even true. The name Kit Kat comes from a type of mutton pie sold in the 18th century by a man called Kit Catling. Shut oh, up. That is rubbish. Um the originally sold as a boxed assortment of chocks, the treats we know today were launched by Roundtrees in 1935. These are rubbish facts. Uh, the Japanese are crazy for Kit Kats with 300 different flavours. We know We've that. We've tried them. They're all horrible. Uh, they're all tiny. They look big on the website. They're expensive as well. 
Oh, here we go. Kit Kats lost their famous silver foil in 2001. By then, Kit Kat Chunky had been launched, and in 2008, lower-calorie Kit Kat senses hit the shelves, fronted by the pop band Girls Aloud. Oh, I, I don't remember that, do you? Um... I mean, it's just really boring. Really, uh, it's just rubbish. I mean, absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Boring, boring rubbish. Crap. Kit Kat facts. <laughs> um, good evening, Andrew. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kat. Hello. Um, you're talking about nuclear movies. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen Failsafe? I just googled that. No, because because on the beach the, the, orig- the original one, the nineteen sixty four film with um, with um, the odd job in Henry Fonda. Uh, um, um, hang on a minute, because that just came up on my IMDb. Fails Henry Fonda and Walter Matthau. No, no, go on. Yeah. Is it any good? Oh, it's yeah. Are you it's, sure? It's basically, yes. It's it's basically planes that. Have Going to uh, American planes, bomber planes that have been instructed to go to Russia, but then it's a mistake. I mean, this is back in 1964, yeah. And it's it's a oh, it's a great film. It's a classic film. It's got it's it, got um, J.R. Ewing in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's he's the one because I think Henry Fonda is the president, yeah. and J.R. Ewing, which is what's his name, um, Hagman, Larry Hagman. Yeah. yeah, he acts as the translator for the to the Russians oh. on the phone to the Rush, Russian oh. uh, premiere. You guys are giving. I've, I've got a really busy weekend because I'm going to Rainbow George's thing on Saturday, and then I've got I'm filming the Chase all day Sunday. Um, but I, I I I want to cancel both events and just watch all of these movies now. That's all. I, it's all I want to do. It's all I want to do. I mean, it, it, I mean it's, it, it, people want action and want this, but. Falsafe is brilliant. I want it's, tension. I want tension and I want to... Oh, uh, it, oh it's definitely tension because there's like phone calls between... Oh, phone calls. The, 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 pr- the prime, American prime, uh, prime minister... Yeah. Or, uh, uh, president. President. And, yes. Yeah, and the uh, Russian pres- uh, pr- premier or whatever he's called. Yeah. It goes back and forth, back and forth, so they don't trust each other and it's, they think each one is bluffing and... Oh, oh it's a good film. Andrew, it's I'm going to... I'm going to check it out. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. Oh, jeez. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Hello, Stephen. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Turn your radio off. I shall do. Aye. I've done. Excellent stuff. What you got for us, Stephen? Well, what I wanted to uh, ask Ian was uh, about a, a computer game by the name of Atomic Runner. OK, and what would you like to ask <coughs> him about it specifically? Well, I would like to know if he played it or if he had played it, what he, would, uh, what he thought of it. I know for a fact that he will have played it because he's played a lot of video games. All right, I'm going to put you on hold, Stephen. The next voice you hear will be Catherine's introducing you to the show, OK? Okay. Just, 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 just wait there. Just there'll be silence for a bit, and Thank then you'll, you'll, you'll um, hear Catherine introducing you on the show. Thank you. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to join us, uh, Stephen has. He's on line three. Hi, Stephen. Hello. Uh, is that Catherine speaking there? It is. Is that Stephen? 
Are you the Catherine who works for Ian on a nightly basis, Dan? I think so, yeah. Are you the Stephen that's just rung us up? <laughs> yeah, I am. We're all where we should be then. Way away from you. I'm, <laughs> I live in the North East Scotland, uh, Arbroath's and then. Uh, uh, what I wanted to ask Ian was uh, had he heard of the game Atomic Runner on the Mega Drive? Okay. Has, Mega has Drive. He, has let, he just, played it? let me just write this down. Or Atomic Runner? On the. And uh, what he thought of it, if okay. he had played it. Hang, uh, on. Hang on. Okay, so what I'm going to do is. Uh, Mega Drive. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to pop you on hold and the next voice you hear will be Ian's and you can ask him. But I bet he has played it because he's a geek and he's played virtually everything. And he says he's really good at them, but you're probably miles better than him. Okay, so hang on. I'm going to put you through. There'll be some silence and then you'll be through. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, Margaret. That's an absolute pleasure, Steve. Thanks that, Tony. Let's go to Stephen. Good evening, Stephen. Uh, hello, Ian. Hey, Stephen. What are you do- how are you doing, man? Uh, I think I'm doing okay. Uh, I was uh, actually... You were talking about computer games earlier on. So yeah, love them. Love them. I've played them all. Every computer game known to man, I think... I think I've played pretty much every single one. Do you think so? I think so, lady. <laughs> I... Can I run this game by you? Uh, it's the one called Atomic Runner on the Mega Drive. Atomic Runner on the Mega Drive, you say? Well, I, I know it was on the Mega Drive. It could have been on other consoles. I'm not sure, but have you played it? Of course I've played it, yes. you tell me the truth here? Would, wh- why w- Would I lie to you, Stephen? <laughs> Why would you tell? Why would you lie? Why would I? Why would I lie? Okay, like describe the format. Well, it's he's oh, testing me on computer games. Well, it's all kind of like Chernobyl, isn't it? It's a long time since I played it. Ah, <laughs> it's all kind of Chernobyl, isn't it? Chernobyl's absolutely got nothing to do with Chernobyl. No, 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 no. But it, in as much as it's like post-apocalyptic. Uh, I would say no, it's, it's pre-Stone uh, Age, actually, or something like that. Oh, yeah, there's a, the, well, like that. The, you would say that, because there's Egyptian, I know there's Egyptian things and, and bits and pieces in it. Um, huh? well, oh, well, the reason, okay. well, no, exa- the reason that um, it's kind of Chernobyl is because the, originally, the original title of it, do you know what it was? No. It was in Japan, it was called Chelnov. Chelnov, which means... Well, I don't know what it means, but they changed the game when it was released in the West to make it less uh, Chernobyl-y. It's a little bit like... Do you remember the game Contra? I didn't never play that game. Okay, well, it's a little bit... um, It's a little bit like that. The vital difference here is that the game's tiny protagonist can't stop running. It's like a typical 2D spaceship shooter of the period. Atomic Runner auto-scrolls, meaning the player's got no choice but to keep up with the rolling action as enemies and platforms hurtle in from the right-hand side of the screen. Yeah. 
It's only when Chelnov, that's the name of the character, reaches an area boss that the screen stops moving for a moment, and that's only to give the gigantic bosses the time to throw salvos of bullets around the screen. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit like Duke Nukem when he gets into the arena. No, nah, it's not. Atomic Runner is, therefore, your typical Silver Age arcade game in a number of ways. It's simple and fast-paced, um, and its action is designed to relieve your pockets of their coins within a few cosy moments. This, of course, if, if you're playing it in the arcades. But what I think... Was it an arcade game, yeah? It, was in, it started off as an arcade game and then went on the Mega Drive. But what I think lifts Atomic Runner from the run of the mill is its range of movement. Chelnov may be a fidgety hero, but he's also, and I, I, I would like to get your take on this, Stephen, he's also athletic. He can perform huge jumps that can reach the top of the screen with a power-up or two. He can, in almost any direction, bounce on enemies and use them as platforms, while his firepower can also be upgraded with a range of alternate projectile weapons. So you're recommending Chelmorph to me now? Well, Chelnov is the character in Atomic Runner. Sorry, have you not played it? I thought you'd have played it. <laughs> yeah, I've played it. I thought you were on about saying Chelnov was a, a different well, game. Well, here's the thing. You talk specifically about the Mega Drive. Atomic Runner uh, on the Mega Drive takes all of the arcade stuff and polishes it to what I would call a mirrored shine. Because where the arcade version's graphics were flat and somewhat austere, the home edition gives every element more detail and personality. The game starts, as you well know, Stephen, in a typical industrial setting... But the level design soon diverged from the arcade version completely. There are backgrounds full of Egyptian pyramids and heads from Easter Island. Enemies range from the mechanical to the biological to the downright weird. Level 2, for example, takes place in a kind of... Um, um, sort of like a fantasy monster's nest that's full of robotic rabbits, spiders, and I think owls. And a later stage takes place in a parched desert before moving into an ancient tomb where the player is attacked by a living demon statue. It's all deliriously, wonderfully bonkers. Yeah, a bit like yourself, Ian. The music also adds to Atomic Runner's batty urgency. The arcade yeah, version's uh, well, catchy melodies are spruced up and given added body here, with the additional channels of flutes, weird voice samples, plus a generous helping of drums and splashy snare hits. All of this goes to create a game that's both immediate and hugely replayable. Atomic Runner's a tough game, certainly, but not unfair. When you're inevitably hit by an enemy charging onto the screen, it's because you've made a mistake, not because the game's trying to cheat you out of a life. There's a pleasing flexibility to Atomic Runner, too. The game's control system asks you to use one button to shoot left, another to shoot right, and a third to jump. The option menu allows you to tailor the button layout to your liking, as well as choose from a range of difficult levels. The latter is a particularly thoughtful addition, since Atomic Runner is surely one of the Mega Drive's trickier titles, even when played on easy mode. Could you tell Catherine she was right enough that you did know about more about Atomic Runner than I did? Thanks for calling, Stephen. Thank you, Ian. Tatty bye. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of I love him, though. I, I don't know why that's made me laugh so much. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 499-1000 is the phone number. So this thing, this, uh, um... This, this, you know, the the, the story where the, the the old fellow killed the intruder in in his house, and there's all these. The, the, there's now memorials being put up on all of this. Yeah, and, and so then the neighbours rip them down. And 
I can't help but feeling, partly because I listened to Nick Ferrari's phone in today, that a lot of this is fueled by racism because they're travellers. And so they're all dirty travellers. So they're all in on this this criminal act. They're all part of it, you know. And people were hinting at it at this phone in earlier on. And I do think a lot of it, I, I think a lot of it is racism mm-hmm. towards towards um, the travelling um, community. Uh, the, the fellow was a scumbag. Right? He's pretty obvious. But he was also someone's son. And so I think he may have been a dad. And he was a, a brother. And it, it, it's not the mum and the kids and the brothers or whatever the family it's not their fault you could argue it was their fault but it's not it's not what he did is not their responsibility and they should still be allowed to mourn now putting up you know big garish tribute is is insensitive it's you know i can see and do we know it's the family doing it i don't think we do do we uh i think we i thought we did anyway i'm making a lot of assumptions right um i'm making a lot of assumptions but you know, it's a really sensitive thing, right? And I can see totally see both sides of the story. I can see both sides of it, right? Let them put them up for the week. And then, you know, give them a week and let them get taken down. You know, because cause, cause taking great glee, as this gentleman is doing on the front page of all the newspapers, and I saw the shot, this fella who looks like Terry Pratchett, I saw the shot from the other side, and there's 30 photographers and cameramen all bunched up, 30, 30 of them, getting a picture of this fella, ripping them down and smashing them all up, all these flowers and stamping on them and all of that, right? Um, and I get that, you know, this, this, this old boy's now, you know, they, they can't go back to their house because they're terrified and they've been threats have been made against them and seeing this is going to be a reminder of what, what must have been an horrific experience for this, this old boy and his miss. You know, we can't begin to imagine what that poor bloke and his wife have gone through in terms of the actual robbery and um, the, the aftermath of him defending his his family and his property, right? You can't, you know... Um, but this is such a tense situation that could kick off at any moment. Let them put them up for a week. Let them put them up. Let them put them up. Have the funeral, and then and then then take them down. D- don't you? I mean, that's that. That I'm not a fan of the roadside memorial anyway. I think that you know. I think they're they're not. I don't like them. Um, but things have been handled terribly. Yeah, I can understand why the neighbours don't want it. Oh, of course. Oh, I wouldn't want it. And that poor guy. I'm, I, I'm assuming they're never going to be able to go and live there again. No. The no. other thing is that, from a security point of view, it's marking it out for all and sundry. And there yeah. are people that are making threats to this family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this um, old. But we know. Guy. I know. I know. It's, it's, it's in. It's in Aerith, isn't it? Wherever. Anyway, here the green in Aerith. Isn't here the green. I, 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 could, I could find it. Yeah, but some knucklehead might see it and decide that they're going to do something. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it is a marker, isn't it? I just think, let them put them up for a week. And then, and then you know, kind of... Because it, it, this is... I, I think a lot of the anger about the, the display is fueled by racism. I think it's fueled by racism. Um, anyway, I wouldn't want it in my... I wouldn't want it in my street, but I wouldn't... I, certainly I wouldn't, wouldn't want any of the thing that happened I in my street. I wouldn't want nothing. I wouldn't want none of it. But um, uh, I certainly wouldn't go go around ripping it all up. Um, Trev says, so have you or have you not played Atomic Runner? Never heard of it, mate. Never heard of it um, at all. Um, we've, got, we've, got 12, we've got 11 minutes, 12 minutes. Got no phone calls. Person who's phoning from a withheld number, I don't think so. Because I've got a suspicion who you are. Mm. Um, so I don't think so. 
um, because I'm so easy to wind up. So, um, so don't bother. Oh, good news. Good news. You'll like this one, Catherine. Um, a swell end for bell end. Rude road sign to stay. <laughs> Locals, remember we did this story? Yeah. Locals have won a battle to keep rude road name bell end. Some had launched a petition to get it changed, which was signed by 207 miserable souls. But more than 4,800 backed counter-petition leave the historic bell end alone. <laughs> um, I'm just reminded, apropos of nothing, Paul Ross will be on at one o'clock. <laughs> Petition. Yeah. Leave the historic bell end alone. <laughs> they emerge victorious Beautiful. in Rowley Regis, West Midlands. The row erupted in January, but Samwell Council has now said the name will not be changed. Counter protester Linda George, um, 64, huh. said Bell End is just a modern interpretation of a historic street. We understand somebody fairly new to the road started their petition as soon as they moved in and put notes through doors. A killjoy. Everyone's attitude was, why did you move here? You knew what it was called. The council got in touch with me and said there's no plan to change. Objectors claim the road name knocks up to £60,000 off of house prices, attracts selfie takers, and has led to bullying of school kids. Oh. You live in, you live in Bell End. My mate's mum lived in Slag Lane. Independent councillor Barbara Price says, it's been there for years, can't change it. Linda believed the name related to an old mine. Whatever. Old man. Um, she said, a woman told me her mother said it was called Bell End because of King John's... Careful how you say this. King John's Hunting Lodge. There was a bell on it. And then there's a picture. That what they've done is they've got a picture of an attractive 19-year-old. Saucy sign. Resident Daisy Fisher, 19, in street. I mean, that's... It's guys. A, so, so so well done, guys. The bell end stays. So that's good news for um, for people. Bell end. Bell end. Um, here's the thing I didn't understand. Stars of ITV's The Real Full Monty Ladies Night. So this mm -hmm. is where um, Victoria Derbyshire, Colleen Nolan, and a few other women stripped off to raise. Awareness, yeah, for... and they've been a male version, haven't they? Yeah, so I don't know about the male version, it doesn't say, but stars of ITV's The Real Full Monty Ladies Night were paid £10,000 each, right? That doesn't seem a lot to me to get your kit off, no, to get your kit off on, on, a, on a prime ITV show. Now, the, the argument here is, as we'll see, um, Megan McKenna and seven other, others were said to have stripped off in the name of charity, the one off show. Raised just £4,000. So that is a bit... Oh, that's embarrassing, isn't it? That is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. So who was doing this? Um, uh, who, uh, who, uh, uh, okay, I don't recognise them, so I can't. We'll see if the story says. Fury erupted last night after it emerged that stars were paid £10,000 each to strip on an ITV charity special. I wouldn't take my... I, 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 I'm surprised they got as little as that, to be honest. But a big ITV show where you're stripping off in front of an audience. You don't see the, the uh, pudenda. 
but you see bums and boobs, right? Oh, no. So you, you, I, I thought, would have thought more than 10 grand. It was also, it was also, and I didn't see it, but I did talk about them on, on Good Morning Britain. I talked about the male version, and I know in the male version, I'm pretty sure about this, they also talked about checking your balls for cancer, right? So they they also, t- you know, so it was, it, it wasn't solely about raising money. It was also about raising awareness okay. and about checking. And I think there was like a video on how to check yourself or something, which is, you know, I, I, it, I, I've kind of guessed through much trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it, it is you know because it, it, people still don't you know so I think it was about that as well. Fury erupted last night after it emerged that stars were paid ten grand each to strip on an ITV charity special. A TV source said viewers were made to think the real Full Monty Ladies Night was all about raising awareness and funds for breast cancer. While it did raise huge awareness and encourage viewers to check their bodies, a host of the stars took a massive payday in the name of charity. It's pretty appalling. This is a TV source, so they've made this up. Um, it's pretty appalling that this wasn't made clear to viewers. Well, I just, I assumed they were getting like 15, 20 grand. I assumed that. I assumed that. Yeah. Fans will be furious that they pocketed such huge sums. Well, no, I think most people will be furious that the charities didn't get more money. Yeah, yeah. The recent one-off show featured an eight-strong group led by Loose Women's Colleen Nolan, 53, performing a routine and taking their clothes off. Towie star... Oh, here we go. Megan McKenna, 25. Ruth Maddock, 74. Former Liberty X singer Michelle Heaton, 38. Oh, I don't need their ages. Presenter Sarah Jane Crawford. Journalist Victoria Derbyshire. Emma Dale's Sally Dexter. And comedian Helen Lederer took part. Each has a link to cancer. And they got paid ten grand. I don't see. I think it's embarrassing. It didn't raise more money. Can I? Can I? Can I? Well, should I? Well, should I say I'm doing the chase at the weekend, right? For for charity, my charity is going to be the Samaritans. Um, I don't know if that's meant to be a secret or not, but my charity is going to be the Samaritans. Me and three other people from the jungle, um, and we're all raising money for a different charity. And I guess that your total is split four ways. I guess I don't quite know how it works. I'm I'm getting paid. I'm not getting paid ten grand, but I'm getting paid quite quite well. Out of it, but the idea is like I've not really got an objection to people getting paid, especially to take your clothes off, yep. especially to take your clothes off. Um, but I think if I were them, I would be embarrassed that 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 they hadn't raised more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's. I mean, that's, that's a paltry sum, four thousand two hundred eighteen quid. That's a terrible sum to have raised. Um, what happened? While splashing out for the celebs, ITV raised just four grand for the charity for charities, including Copperfield Breast Cancer Care and Breast Cancer Now, on their online fundraising page. Oh, so was I? Don't know if there was like a phone number during the show. There must have been something like that. Last night, after being contacted by the Sun, ITV removed all references from their website that the show was quote in the name of charity unquote. Ladies' Night followed a male version in which stars recreated the strip routine from the Full Monty for prostate cancer. So, uh, uh, one has to assume that the men... Well, I say one has to assume men, the men were paid the same. We don't know in this day and age, do we? An ITV spokesman said the real Full Monty show's focus and aim was raising awareness about cancer and encouraging people to make vital health checks. They clearly weren't television charity fundraisers. 
He added, they were ITV's most watched factual shows. I, I do think this is, a, this is the, the, the son of trying to catch people out on, on a technicality, really. This, isn't a, this is a front-page story, and it the doesn't is, feel like a front-page They wouldn't story. have a show if they didn't have known faces yeah. and known bums involved, people yeah. putting the, their reputations and their bodies on the line, that, that you recognise. If it was Joe Bloggs doing it for nothing... They wouldn't have the potential to make the money, but the scandal is they didn't make more money. Third paragraph from the end. There is no suggestion that any of the celebrities have been involved in wrongdoing. No, but it's it's a front-page story. Exclusive charity row, the full bounty, Monty stars, ten grand each. It's just a bit mean. Mm. It's a bit mean. There must be more to it. I can't believe it only made four grand. It says four grand on the online thing. Was there, Were there other ways of raising it? Was there a phone number? Was there texts? Um, I just think the ITV knows how to do its stuff better than that. Don't you? Yeah. Um, Angel's angry. Sorry, I was distracted. Talking about the um, the, the burglar that was killed. Da- him who got stabbed deserved all he got. Dad or no dad, the scumbag was not thinking about his kids when he was burgling. I'm not I'm not commenting on that in one way or the other. You know, I'm not, I'm not commenting on... That, that you wasn't... did actually say that what he was doing was wrong and you did yeah. call him a scumbag for it. Yeah, that's, you know... That, that's, that, but that's not even up for debate. You know, that, the, the, the point I was making was, you know. His family are grieving. His family are grieving. And, 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 and you know, it, it, my dad, you know, wasn't the most moral of people. Um, but, you know, when he died, am I, am I supposed to not grieve him? Because he was, he was a shit husband to my, to my mum and he was cheated on women. You know, I, you know, do you know what I mean? It's a slightly different thing. But, you know, families are... Anyway, we, 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 we're getting tongue-tied and we're turning into London's biggest C-word, hmm. which is what we don't want to do tonight. Um, don't forget, dear listener, there are two podcasts, What You Can Go and Grab, right now with your um, horny, hairy hands. If you go to iTunes um, or your usual podcast provider, you can get the best of of this. And, and the, 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 well, we put out... You put out the two whole two-hour... Uh, yeah, it it works out because we've taken the adverts out and stuff for about an hour and forty minutes of the of of World War Three. So yeah. last night's silly, ridiculous, stupid, yeah, childish game. Which Eamon Holmes? When I saw Eamon Holmes today on Good Morning Britain, he said, "Ian, I was listening to your show last night, and I've got to say, I, I, I was laughing out loud. Um, you guys put so much thought and work and preparation into that show. Thinking we just we making up as we went along, literally making it up as we went along." Um, but I, so I nodded and went, yes, no, that's correct, Eamon. That's, that's how we like to roll. Um, but but it's it very nice of him. That, I, I get embarrassed when, when I know that people like him have listened. And George Galloway and his, his family proper, were listening. Proper broadcasters. Proper broadcasters <laughs> listening to us going, no, 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 you've got Russia. I can't believe it. For two hours. Anyway, so that is up as a podcast. And you can go and grab it. And um, if you, you know, it, please share it and uh, comment and, and like and all of those things and subscribe. Uh, there's also the rabbit hole that we do, which is a phone-in show, but done in front of a, a, an audience. You can go and grab that and, again, share it. And we may I don't know if we're doing any more of those. I don't know. Um, and if you go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ian Lee, you can watch um, episode one of a show that um, I'm kind of toying with doing some more of uh, called So This Happened. It's just a clip show. And I've got, oh, I've got opening titles and a theme song now. Catherine, thank you. Katie, thank you very much. Stay tuned. Paul Ross is coming up. Ta-ta. <laughs>